This is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. RJ Bela. And we're just two guys who have no other choice now but to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order to release. This week, we're going to Broadway. As we watch Spine 35 in the Criterion Laserdisc Collection, Oh. Mel Brooks is the producers from 1967, but first, oh. RJ, happy yes. 250th episode. Is that good? Um, I'd say that it's uh, an accomplishment. Apparently, many people uh, started uh, a podcast in the COVID uh-huh. in the COVID inning, and they they only meet, lasted for a little bit when they realized, oh, this sucks. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but I have nothing to say. Or like, mm-hmm. this is work. It's like mm-hmm. it's just it's just two people sitting down and talking at each other. But my God, is it exhausting? It's just two guys just talking to each two, other two, for two, hours two, at a two, time. Two dudes that have to have just like a little little bit of a uh, like self delusion. Uh, maybe mm. some like uh, delusions of grandeur about themselves. Oh. I think maybe I just, one of the uh, individuals. No, no, no. It's all it fuels into it just a little bit. Mm. Maybe like a chip in the sh- chip on the old shoulder. RJ. Hmm. So, what kind of what kind of people start podcasts? <laughs> um, the good people. No, they're definitely misinformed. Oh, okay. About what th- what it means to start one, mm. especially nowadays, and to to try to jump into this marketplace, this this podcast marketplace is it's just crazy. You got to have like the oh. got to have some production values, something that we're we're still we're still striving for. You know, here we are, two hundred fifty episodes deep. How would one achieve such a thing? How how can you polish up a uh, a turd? A, uh, a turd. Yeah. How do you how do you make it sparkle? A, a digital audio turd. Mm. Yeah. Well, I understand that there's nothing money can't solve. Time. We don't have any time of that, and money. I don't know if we have either of those. But definitely a, a will is probably uh, important. The will to better oneself. When do you think that dropped out? Episode fifty. Mm, yeah, this is a while ago. Hundred. Yeah, yeah hundred might not even be. I don't know. I know by two hundred, it was fully like <laughs> this thing's over. <laughs> yeah. No more. Yeah, I, I no mean, more. I, I've seen the I've seen the returns on Fred Olin May. My goodness. So, I guess we should maybe we should address this. Have, if the Fred Olin May doesn't hit a certain number, is that the end of uh, the May Ghoul School adventures? <laughs> I think it might be because uh, when I read, mm. when I'm like, huh, this like, Ghoul Schools are fine because we're going to do that no matter yeah. what. But yes. if we're committing to watching uh, the works of uh, a director and no Any one cares, and no one cares, it's kind of mm-hmm. hmm, it's, it's 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 a tough pill to swallow. When we have like, like yeah. almost uh, three times the people tuning in for the flowers of St. Francis. Well, I mean, that's uh, Catholicism. Yeah. Here. Well, it should be the, you know, the flowers for St. Fred. Who's Fred? Fred Olin Ray. Wow. I didn't even put See, look, I did the Fred Olin Ray episode and I didn't Oof. piece that together. Yeah. Well, I think if, uh, I think if we didn't hit the numbers with the trauma, I don't think it was ever going to happen. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
Roger Corman was a good idea too, but uh, I, as uh, we pointed out last year, after the episode dropped, I got a lot of messages. Who is Roger Corman? And I said, you're asking the wrong guy, man. Even I don't know. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well. Well, I guess maybe that's it. Unless we get a screaming demand to continue, maybe maybe that's that. <laughs> that that's that, Mattress Man. What we could do next year, instead of actually wasting about 600 hours watching movies and recording yeah. uh, about something, we could just say what we were going to do, all the cool Ooh. stuff, and then and then maybe that'll increase. Uh, hey, this, this, this would be a great final episode, 250. It's a, oh, it's just end it now, you mean? It's, it's just, I'm, I'm making a gun no, yeah. motion. Just end it, put it out of its misery right now, right here. The producers, that's it. Hmm. I think it would be fitting for the episode. So mm-hmm. I guess maybe we'll just say that. Yeah. I get it was good, and uh, if you uh, supported the podcast, which few people do, thank you. And uh, <laughs> I guess I hope you find something better uh, to keep you going throughout yeah. the week. No. Those three people who actually, uh, you know, tried. Yeah, I'll put my uh, time and effort into, you know, playing the crypto market. I mean, there's a lot of things hey, you could do. El, El, El Salvador is uh, adopting Bitcoin as a national uh, currency, apparently. Something like that. That in the U.S. U.S. The old greenback's still going to be used, but they they got a guy. He's all about those Bitcoins. The president, because that's going to end well. <laughs> it couldn't possibly uh, go horribly wrong for their people there. So sure, we'll see. Sure. Or or it's really cool. Maybe uh, maybe the tales are true that Bitcoin will help. Uh, be a breakthrough for our non like you know g7 g20 style countries that are like this is the only way but Mm. only time will tell i mean i think time has spoken well i don't know the el salvadorian currency uh thing might work out better than this podcast is it could potentially yeah or maybe, so or maybe, or RJ, maybe we'll find we'll find ourselves in front of a, a firing squad. I mean, sure. At this point, yeah. What do you, if they were firing DVD copies of Criterion movies? What would be the one that actually kills you? Like that goes right through you. I'm, would surpri- it be, hey, uh, I'm surprised I'm alive right now. Magic flute. Would that be the one to end you? Oh, I'm I'm, I'm not even talking about that long ago. Oh, I see. I see. <laughs> Oh dear. Oh, well, dear. you know what? Maybe yeah, hey, this is it. Hey. So, how's your week yeah. been? How's your week been? People want to know. People have been uh, writing in all week saying, they "Hey, haven't. how's RJ doing?" He sounded really down in the dumps last week. They have not said that. He sounded like uh you better uh put out some, you know, feelers, make sure it's okay. I don't think anyone said that because I've definitely been way more depressed on this podcast before and actively been trying to uh uh, you know, tell people that it was over and uh, no one reached out then. So I don't believe that at all. Uh, but yes, I am. Maybe fine. maybe you're so despondent. You can't even tell anymore. Oh, I don't register. You're so, you're so, you're so dead inside. There's, emotion isn't a thing that happens. This is just who I am now mm-hmm. and the way I speak of yeah, which of course to you. Wow. Uh, yes. Um, I don't know. What was I going to say? I mean, I'm uh, I'm good. You're, you're swell? You're, are, you yeah. sw- are you swole? Uh, no, not in the way that you'd think. Swollen, <laughs> but not swole. Like swole, like, you know, bloat. Yeah. Like bloat daddies. Yeah. A, yeah. Bl- a bloat yeah, daddy. Yeah, you know bloat daddies? 
Uh, no, I'm I'm fine. There was uh, some interesting things to keep me uh, occupied this week. Oh, good. You know, uh, Netflix adaptations of beloved yeah. comic books. That mm-hmm. was one. Uh, I finished a book. I finished a video game. I started what? a new what? video game. What? What? Well, the video game was only two hours Just, long. Oh, so. but you're not giving me what I want. What do I, you want? You know what I want, RJ. I got you set up with a trilogy. Right. <laughs> I, I totally forgot. You son of a bitch. Okay, well, here here's what happened, though. I finished... Quit, quit, um, quit watching this antler shit, okay? I, I knock it off. Oh, well, that needed to be watched, but that, yeah. that was actually pretty fast because there's only eight episodes of that, mm-hmm. so that... That one, and I'll, I'll get. I'll talk we'll, to that. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. So I've I've actually been busy this week. I uh, Sad. I was just dabbling in uh, yeah. various things that weren't the thing that you wanted me to watch. <laughs> you. <sighs> I'll get there <sighs> maybe one day. <sighs> Probably not this weekend. I'm busy this weekend, so maybe. Uh, oh, of course. Maybe what, next May. What are you? Are you going to be uh, taking advantage of these new uh, loosened restrictions? Uh, I won't be. I'm I'm rubbing my hands together when I say the word loosened and restrictions. It's a little weird the way you're doing it. It's it's Uh, meant to be. I have to attend a day, a whole days long work event on Saturday. So that's going to take, uh, and Friday evening for that matter as well. So dear. There's I, 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 I I understand. You understand? Yep. Yeah. So I, I'm a little bit busy this weekend, but uh, there'll be some time. There'll be some time. Dear, dear, dear. Hey, guess what? I'm getting a lung, uh, lung Ooh. function test tomorrow. A lung, lung fun. Yeah, not a whole. Yeah, just half a lung. They're gonna put in. I'm getting a lung function test for my COVID asthma, and uh, this appointment was requested 14 months ago, and I yeah. finally got in. I'm doing it. So they're gonna test uh, see see what the bag pipes are like. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I don't know. What about you? How's your minifig adventures going? Uh, not bad. I've definitely slowed down a little bit, but uh, okay. I was waiting for some paint and supplies to work on some stuff. Um, the the motivation uh, hasn't been as strong. There hasn't been like a a color scheme I've been really connected to to go along with the new minis I have been acquiring. Some soul. Mm. Um, what are they called? Something soul blood. Graveborn vampire dudes just came out that are pretty sweet from Games Workshop. Some cool fantasy dudes. Uh, sure. This lady riding a werewolf who's like also a werewolf. And is it uh, is it written from the werewolf's perspective? No, they're like definitely like bad guys, but oh. uh, but they're like old like European style vampires, vamp vampires. Um, wamp. Yeah, I gotta call them vampires. I, I don't know. I, I like that. Don't you? You have a problem with vampires? I would prefer weeb hires. You know, remember Vavitch? This is like the Vavitch, Vavamp, the Wamps. Oh, yeah. but I mean, the Vamp doesn't need to have two two V's. Do you know? You know, like two V's, two V's. Why not? I mean, that's because printing presses didn't have W yet; hadn't been invented. Yeah, but vampire doesn't have a W in it at all. It's got a V. But sometimes they're called vampires, depending on what part of oh. the what part of the uh, mythology you're tapping into. Mm. Where mo- does it fit big, in German big money. mythology? Big money. Yeah, like Ver- Werner Werner Herzog. Is he a yeah. vampire, or is that what? Yeah. is that what you're saying here? Well, did anyone actually see Klaus Kinski die? Nosferatu. 
I mean, like in real life, did anyone I, in, actually uh, see that he was dead? Like verify that? IRL unknown. Well, that, I can only hope that's yeah. the way I go. But so you're you're minifig and slowing, slowing down. down what, are you, but, what are you doing instead? I'm running D and D, baby. Oh, you nerd! Are you back in person now? No, 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 no. You got one shot. This and is all. Uh, just this is this is this is also this this is also in the digital realm. Yeah, well, I, I've seen a lot of people who uh, they're like, I got my first shot. Game over, baby. Masks all in the garbage. Set them on fire. <laughs> yep. Yeah, they say open for summer, man. Best oh. summer ever. Yeah, you know, that's what that's what some people are doing. Um, some some uh, places are going to be running events face to face. Starting even this weekend, but you know what? I think people are a little uh, uneasy about it. It's about uh, 50-50 at best, and it's mostly on the side of, yeah, maybe not right now. Maybe not right away. We'll see. Yes. It's going to be a hard thing to break uh, after you know 14 months of um, sheltering in place <laughs> and uh, yeah. not seeing people, human beings and be like, well, let's go do things. It's going to be like, maybe not yet. I don't know. We're a, we're, we're, we're a damaged people, RJ. I mean, I think we always were. It's just... Mm-hmm more more public now than it had been before mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah there's gonna be some concerns i think i think we're en- entering another phase valid concerns i don't know see i think i think i think summer will be fine um unless those uh big time uh what was, was it the delta variant the delta variant ah. comes and uh kicks some ass if you know what i mean is that from the delta quadrant yes yep when when does the when, gamma va- variant come? The gamma, uh, there already is one. I'm pretty sure, and I'm per- also I do believe there is a uh, Oliver Granger uh, virus going around and epsilon. Oh, there's a Granger virus out there. It's bad stuff. It's when you mm-hmm. eat uh, off of other people's food at the mall. Mm-hmm. COVID or no COVID, it just happens. So what's he up to? Oliver Granger. That's fine. Oh, out. I thought that was a lead into an email. Oh no, fuck that guy. Cranky. <laughs> he didn't even email in. Like, shit. what an asshole! What a real. Should I should I tell him he's a piece of shit? Well, you. Have, I guess he's listening. You have now, the opportunity. So. Hey, what do you what do you want to say? What do you want to be mean to our our our, our OG, our longest uh, supporter? Yeah. Well, here's the thing about Oliver Granger. He doesn't live here, and he's uh from a different country. So wow. Okay. What, what has he done for us lately? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Anyways, good to know. Big he was, things. He was excited to uh, watch the producers this week. I wonder if Oliver he's, Granger uh, was. Yeah, he's one. He 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 messaged me to confirm that's what we were watching. Yep. That we we're on schedule. I mean, we have a schedule, but I mean, this is the end. So yeah, anyone who's right. oh, yeah, shit. passed so, here, yeah, that's right. Last episode. Damn. Last episode. Fuck. Make it a good one. Make Damn. it count. All right, emails. Final emails ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fit, Sorry, we didn't fitting, give you more warning. Fittingly, we have uh, one uh, George Holsheimer, courtesy our of, Lithuanian friend, courtesy of Lithuania. Wow. With an e- haven't heard from him for with a while. An email titled "Etchtung, baby." Oh goodness. Yeah. That's all I have to say is oh, oh goodness. I got nothing else. George, George writes, "Hey boys, first." Hmm. Allow me to congratulate you guys on hitting 250. A great accomplishment. Hope you're keeping up for a while. <laughs> oh, well, that's too bad. It's too well, right. no, that's, oh. it's, 
sorry, dude. We're, we're, we're done now. So goodbye. Last week, cinemas reopened over here, and I used the opportunity to rewatch Creep-approved Chunking Express on the big screen. A great Ooh. way to return to popcorn-smelling dark. I would also refer to it as dank. That's it's me. dank? Yeah, it's d- d- the dankness. Ooh. Hey, we go to the theater uh, this week, too. Starting what do you mean, we? Yeah, we right? We're, you got your tickets? You want to go see? What, when's Black Widow out, baby? Oh, are you saying Creepsville's theater is opening? Yeah, no, up? I'm talking about the Royal Wii, not you and I. Oh, I see, I see. Uh, no, I I do not plan on attending, um, but I'm happy that you will be there. You can tell me all about Black Widow and uh, Taskmaster. Ooh. I know you're a big Taskmaster uh, master fan. Hey, so like a a comic book came out today called like Web W period E period B of Spider Man. So it's like very online or some shit, I guess. And get this. It has the first comic book appearance of some kid that is from an Iron Man 3 movie and shows up at the end of Avengers Endgame. And this is his first comic book appearance. I had never heard of this. I had no idea who this like character was. Mm -hmm. But oh boy, oh boy. I was reading reports of people lining up at stores. Speculators? The, The speculation crowd. Right. And we got first thing this morning at the store phone call mm. hey do you have any one in 25 variants of this it's like uh we have one <laughs> and he's like oh, oh i'm like yeah but it's already spoken for there's a guy who buys all the spider-man variants and this is true he's like oh 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 do you have any others it's like no we only got one <laughs> because we didn't order that many of this like comic that looks like it's like young readers spider-man as opposed to mm. the regular amazing and, mm-hmm. he's, and he's like asking how much it was and i'm like well what are usual prices on a one in 25 he's like oh that's really cheap i went uh i guess and then i'm like why is this guy asking about this comic because they, they never just ask because they're looking to cash in they want to scoop you they, they want to oh yeah so that very helpful phone call uh generated a lot of excess income <laughs> on this thing Ooh. that we because we had no idea until this helpful So he did you a solid. He did inadvertently. He didn't hmm. but uh thanks speculator for cuz all the other guys were like, oh, "I'm in on that." Yeah. I'll hmm. pay uh <laughs> fuck, I don't even know 10 times cover Top price. Dollar. Well, the, the regular ones are also going for a lot, but like that's like that we were just selling those for cover, but those variants, yeah. ooh. Yeah, 150 bucks. For a one in so twenty five variant RJ. What you're saying is you got money to burn. I don't. Fuck, I don't get any money for this. Why not? It's not my it's not my business, man. Oh. Well, I mean, that's some some horrifying stuff. Uh, I'm not interested in web, but why don't you call me when the W dot E dot E dot B dot when that comic comes yeah, out. We'll do. I'll put you, yeah. how, how many would you like to be put down for? I would say all of them. This is the first appearance of like Kyler Squibby, who I think showed up in a f- part of Black Widow, kind of. And he, he's going to be a big deal. I heard he's going to be Nova one day when they, if they ever make a Nova movie. What's you know, Nova? European hey. cultural talk. Over mm-hmm. here, the Feast of St. Francis, October 4th, Ooh. is known as Animal Day, similar oh. to Mother's Day or Valentine's Day. It's a semi-holiday, mostly kept alive by people selling stuff for your animals. You didn't mention it at all, so I assume it's not uh, as big over there. Have a good show, hmm. George. Yeah, no, uh, th- it is not a thing whatsoever here. I wish it was, though. That sounds awesome. Well, that would tie into Creeptober. 
I mean, it's it, all it would do is make Creeptober even better, which it already is the best month. So even better is what I have to say. We only celebrate saints that are chasing animals out of lands as opposed to like petting kitties or something. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm okay with both chasing the snakes out because snake I, I mean as much as I like animals snakes and spiders can get right fucked I don't like those guys so mm-hmm. I mean chase the snakes out of Ireland who chased the spiders out of um, Lithuania Doctor Octopus which saint was that Doctor Octopus did that Saint Octopus hey. oh, okay okay I thought it was someone else but that sounds okay Craven no, that, that Ooh, the hunter that that's coming to becoming a movie you know. What, last, the, the last hunt? Uh, so they just want to jump right to the end? <laughs> well, I, I already know so that. They're, yeah, this is what on, they're... they're only doing villain movies, right? Because the Venom doesn't. Venom movies don't have Spider-Man. The Jared Leto Venom, Mo, Moebius. Venom. Venom, Venom's. The Moebius movie won't have Spider-Man. And then this Craven the Hunter movie won't have Spider-Man in it either. I can't wait for that John Gerard movie. It's going to be good. He's a, he's a vampire. And Plasma. That one? <laughs> Plasma, Carnage, Plasma. Woody Harrelson. Did you see a picture of his hair yet? No. Nope. From uh, oh man, I don't no spoilers, please. Well, it's from the first Venom movie. It's like their little teaser at the end. Woody Harrelson's hair. It is something to something to behold. Mm-hmm. It's pretty wild. Pretty wild. Outstanding. Pretty, pretty wild. Well, thank mm-hmm. you, thank you for the email. Uh, yeah. Email number two is from corpse whoa we haven't had a corpse appearance in a while is it may yet oh it was sup you creepy fucks who else let out a huge sigh of relief when june first hit what a taxing (laughs) month that was not a single (laughs) film above 3.5 stars and even the 3.5s could be considered generous it is yes. now June 7th, and I haven't watched a single movie yet this month. Did mm-hmm. Fred Olin Ray ruin cinema for me? Or maybe mm-hmm. I'm just catching up on all the responsibilities I've neglected over the last 31 days. It's like, well, yeah, that grass, it, it doesn't stop growing. Well, I think uh, what he has actually pointed out is the bigger issue we were talking about, where it's like, he did it for the month of May, which is amazing that he followed along. But uh, also... This is just our life now. So if he if he felt that after one month, imagine five years. Imagine imagine how he would feel, Jared. Five years into this, almost. Yeah. My top Oof. ten for the month. Oh. Number ten, bikini driving. Ooh, that's a good one. Number nine, armed response. That's a good one too. Number eight, scream queen hot tub party. Ooh, baby. Which isn't even a movie, but I, I <laughs> it's more of a it. movie than. That. Yeah. Yep. That's fine. Yep. Uh, it's mm-hmm. just like, yeah. Okay. Number seven Bad Girls from Mars. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was not bad. Number six Phantom Empire. Yeah, that's pretty good. Number five Alienator. Alienator's pretty cool. I liked it. Number four Dinosaur Island. Yeah, that's a good intel pick. Number three, Cyclone. Cyclone's pretty cool, man. Number like two, it. Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers. Also very good. And what's number one? Number one is a movie neither of us watched. What? <laughs> the the wrestling documentary Southern Discomfort. 
Was that directed by Fred Olenry? Yep. Oh wow! I I'm surprised you didn't watch. I, I'm surprised I just, you weren't just, all over that. I ran out of time. Wow! Mm. But you're the big wrestling boy. I know. But I could watch it at any time. Mm. But yeah, but I mean, are you gonna watch another Fred Olin? Well, I mean, if a I, Fred Olin. Well, I, mean, movie? I, I would watch. I mean, I think I even said I would watch Southern Discomfort. Oh, interesting. Yep. I never. I didn't know it existed. Even if you had mentioned it, did yeah, I, 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 I did. It's actually been on my watch list for like wrestling pictures for a while, but mm. just didn't didn't happen. I don't. You I don't watch. Uh, I don't watch all those inner sanctums. That's true. Jared was a, a bigger fan of the erotic thrillers than mm. anything else. So, oh, oh, absolutely, it happens. Um, Pretty good picks. Pretty cor- good picks. Corpse continues. Numbers four, seven, and eight. Uh, Dinosaur Island, Bad Girls from Mars, mm-hmm. and Scream Queen. All hit that so bad it's good mark for me. And I actually laughed mm-hmm. at some of the stuff in Dinosaur Island instead of the usual scoff and eye roll that Fred's movies induce. Southern yes. Discomfort was absolutely ridiculous and is basically a few interviews of these bizarre redneck wrestlers and then a bunch of footage of men, women, and children with mullets yelling insults from the bleachers. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Uh, that sounds good. Fr- Fred Olin Ray himself is in the documentary as kind of the host for the wrestling event and it gave an interesting look at what kind of guy he might have been. It's on YouTube. Well, fuck. Look at I. Where was Corpse when we needed him? Damn it. It could have been us. Could have been us. Could have been us. The stuff I cared the least for would be his earliest stuff, the porn stuff and his most recent <laughs> stuff. With Sniper being the bottom of the barrel, you know? It's not, yeah, too, it's, not too good. Sniper's pretty fucking bad. Do you want to see Steven Seagal have a sit? <laughs> that's, that's, I have a movie for you. It's called Sniper. I mean, that's literally all it is. No sit- problem, brother. Yeah, he, he sits. <sighs> Well, there's one scene where he leaves the door, yeah, or he leaves for a second and he, then comes back yeah, and then has another scene. Yeah, yeah, he gets back to back to work. <laughs> so it's, hold on, I got, I got to sit down a minute. Yep. It's part of my contract. Contractually obligated uh, sitting. To have a chair for even I, even while working. You know that was written into the contract. He said, "Listen, I'll do your movie, but I need to have a chair." <laughs> but he but he'd be less comprehensible. This. A new move. There you go. Yeah. You you do pretty good, Steve. Yeah. Yeah. Is it yeah? Yeah. And then and then they go, sure, yeah, okay. But then you realize, oh, I think he was asking for, like he said he's gonna do this in a chair. chair? So what do you mean? He's he's gonna do the whole movie in the chair. In the chair. But and we we, and, but we oh we had the verbal agreement, but we can't understand what he said or what he is claiming he's going to do. Oh. I mean, it's well, the perfect we go, ruse. Why is he in this movie for? Oh, he'll sell tapes. He'll sell lots of he'll, lots of VHS, lots of lots of tapes. <laughs> it's like in 2016, the tapes. And then it'll it'll cut back to the end of the movie where the girl goes, "Are you really as good as they say you are?" And he goes, "Don't maybe." Yeah. But he has your six. I got your six. They all have each other's six. <laughs> If you if you took a shot every time someone said I got your six in that movie, you'd be dead. Ridiculous. What were we talking about? Surprisingly, oh, Corp, yeah. Corpse's son, like <gasps> baby Corpse. <laughs> Jesus, I that's, well, is it baby like, Corpse or Corpse Baby? Corpse Baby. I don't know. Corpse is pretty know. cool. This would be like or Corpse Junior. That sounds less ghoulish. Corpse Junior. Corpse Junior. But like Junior spelt the full way, not just J R, like the full word Junior, mm-hmm. I think. 
Corpse Jr. Yeah. Surprisingly, Corpse, Corpse Jr. Jr. actually enjoyed the two kids' movies we watched, Invisible Mom and Invisible huh. Dad. They're hokey cool. and kind of uneventful, but I think it's the overall situation of Mom being invisible that encourages a young child's imagination to run wild. I could see RJ cool. finding some charm in these movies as Fred got to play around with sets and costume designs similar to Attack of the 50-Foot Centerfold. Plus, yeah. Arge likes dumb kids' movies. <laughs> I do Thunderpants. I I do, and I, I I was actually going to try to watch um a couple of those kid movies. I just I didn't get around to it. You know, May, like, May such a grind. Sometimes you miss them. I, I I did want to, but oh well. May twenty twenty two. Here we come. Taking a quick look at Bruno Matai's uh, Matai's filmography has got me excited as I've seen none of his films, but those posters look rad. Clearly, I haven't uh, learned my lesson. Oh, I mean, they. It sounds good, but I guess he's going to be disappointed listening to this episode that we're done now after this. <laughs> Damn, it's just over. Finally, I'd like to just quickly give some love to my boy Eddie Deason. For me, the guy's just oh. a genuine dweeb. How many times yeah. have we seen someone act like a dweeb and not pull it off? With Deason, it just feels natural. Like, that's who he is in real life. Maybe Jared deals with so many Deason-like dudes on a regular basis that seeing mm-hmm. one on film makes him shudder like Sideshow Bob. No. <laughs> Creeping I real, mean, I, my dudes. Love. Corpse. I God, it's good to hear from Corpse. You know, oh. we, we haven't heard from him for a while, yeah. but uh, he he made some good points, and uh, I think particularly on the end there, may, yeah, maybe you just have a Deason thing because of all your uh, all all your comic shop see, adventures. I think, I think it's because I know like what dweebs are like that when I see Hollywood depictions of them, it's mm-hmm. like so shitty because like no one behaves like this. It's a little bit more nuanced than the broadness that the Hollywood cliche would. Uh, well who would play you who would play dweeb jared in a movie oh, boy. the dweeb version of jared oh what's his ass i'm, ta- I'm talking Fake. high school now, fedora now, oh what cigarette smoking what in high school i didn't i did none of those things oh is that just out of high school then yeah wait who were you gonna say hmm that will now who, who who would play well, i mean well you're jake gyllenhaal maybe i think you'd be bruce or or, or you're the weekend the, the weekend. The weekend. Oh yes, weekend. Yeah. You could either be Bruce Valanche, uh, who's that guy who just died? Phil Spector, or okay. potentially, I'm gonna throw you a curveball here. Uh oh. Potentially, one of the extras in Austin Powers too. Now I'm gonna find a picture of this guy later, but he looks <laughs> a lot. One of the extras. Okay. Yeah. P.S. I think it would be hilarious to scoop a soda from the trash can and just start sipping from the straw like my name was oh. Sam number three or something. <laughs> hey, there is a Sam number three, and uh, Sam number three is throwing some heat on Letterboxd. I saw some of those comments. Un- unnamed, unwritten in Sam the third. There's going to be a real Sam war coming are you, soon. Are you sure it's not the same Sam? I don't know. I don't think so. Did they just change their image? Probably. I think it's a different Sam, man. I don't think I. I think it's a third Sam, Jared. That's a great title for a novel. The, a third Sam. Or the third Sam. The third Sam. Well, there's already that. I am number four, so I feel like they already beat us to it. Mm. You know what I mean. Speaking of Sams, <gasps> Sam number one. 
Wait, which one is that? I for, I can't keep track. That's uh, fine. Okay. This, is it this, Sam this, or Slam? This, this this is the one with COVID. Oh, Sam Sanchez. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. No subject. Hey again, guys. It's yes. been a couple weeks since I last wrote in. First, got to say I enjoyed the Fred Olin May episode, and glad to see Jarrett being the voice of reason on Beverly Hills Vamp and Eddie Deason as a whole. I extended Fred mm-hmm. Olin May a bit into June after listening to the episode, since I realized that even after watching all the Ray movies I did, I didn't watch several of what Jarrett had on his top ten, so I decided to catch up on a couple of those, since if I didn't do oh, it shit. now, I might never go back to them again. Outside mm-hmm. of Witch Academy, I think I mostly felt pretty in line with Jarrett's taste on Mr. Fred Olin. That's okay. Which Academy it's, is uh it's a delic it's a delicacy. It's like it's it's cav it's caviar. It's not for everybody. It it hits just right. It hits just right, Jer. There's no other way to say it. Which Academy is just right there well, for I, you. I will say that I don't question if someone hates it. <laughs> but I think it's uh I think it's it's the right kind of dumb for me. But it's cooler if they like it. Yeah, you'd be you way I mean? you'd be way cooler if you liked it, Sam. I'm just saying. Yeah. You want yep, to be you want, you have, so you have to now pretend that it was really good all along and like write some like real weird comment about like you know I really thought differently about this but then I thought about it and I think you're totally right I think you're the best that would yep. be that would be pretty nice so work on yeah that. hit us back yeah hit us back with one of those yeah yeah e- eager to see what you guys decide on for next year so many choices I've thrown out there for myself Bruno Maytai Andy Maligan. May Dennis Deckler, Russ Mayer, etc. So many wonderful options. Oh yes. I mean it's it's done. We can't do it. <laughs> no, it's too bad. It's... I mean <laughs> the people will never get May. I can't even say I can't say our good ideas anymore. I don't want anyone to steal it. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, we'll I'm take most... him to the grave with us. Yeah. <laughs> to the corpse. He want we'll take he, him to the corpse. He, he wants yeah. Bruno Maytai though. Him and him and uh, Corpse Junior. Well, I I realize that they do, but I don't know, Jared. We might just have to. That just might be it. We'll see. <laughs> On a vinegar syndrome uh, note, I don't think uh-huh. I've asked if Jared placed an order this sale. I have. I personally ordered pretty much all the new releases as well as the slipcovers and caught up with a couple other titles I hadn't picked up yet. Wondering if Jared has checked out their partner label, Fun City Editions. I have. I think my uh, might be my favorite of their partner labels and thankfully only release about one movie a month. So it's not too much to uh, stay caught up with. Yeah, I have been picking up some of those Fun City Editions. I kind of was a uh, slow on the draw with those, but then I did see Sam Sanchez was picking them up, and there's the one actually I have on my watch list. Uh, where is it here? I start counting, which is a '70s thriller. No, sorry, 1969 thriller in Manila. Is it erotic? Uh, no, I don't think so. It, uh-huh. I mean, it's British, so they're they're, they're, they're oh, like definitely not they're that. they're definitely unerotic on the on a yeah. whole as a as a character of people. I mean, Rob Eagle hasn't sent any erotic things ever to us. Not so. not an erotic bone in his body. Yeah, not a one. I, I can't I can't wait to see what comes from that. But uh, um, yeah, at six a.m. I'm gonna get some troubling things. Oh sent dear, to, uh, my messenger. But you know but, what? Uh, no matter what you get yeah. sent, it'll be unerotic. Unerotic. It'll be unerotic, and it'll likely be unpostable. <laughs> all all, well. all true. All yeah. true. Yeah, all part of the game, baby. All part of the game. A flaccid people. Last of people there. On the topic of the word 
meal. I think I'm definitely with Garrett on this one too. What? Okay, I am. I I hope more people wrote in about this. I am still stunned that you at all think that the weird word is weird. I just find that strange. Well, but I, okay, continue. I have I've been told uh, by some that I was uh, I was on my rants last week. Going off about summer, okay. talking about meals. Really? Do people often uh, put you in your place when you rant? Because uh, no, I'd like to hear about it. I think we should they, air, I, no, air no, no I don't think people put in my place. I think they just think it's funny. Oh, I see. So, yeah, it happens. It happens. It happens once in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't That's think fun. I ever use the word meal myself outside of maybe ordering a happy meal for my kids. Something mm. about the word is off-putting to me. And Jared does have a way with words and would know. Wow. I I mean, I don't agree with any of those statements, <laughs> but okay. Continue. Yeah you, yeah, you over there with your fucking meal, shuffling it in your face, the animal. Hey, listen, I have a vermissitude of ribald meals coming my way, okay? Ribald meals. Ribald meals. Oh, it's succulent meals. Uh, succulent is fine. I don't know. I have no issue with that word. Ugh. Yeah. Succulent. What about succulents, the plant? It's a plant. Yeah. You know, nothing weird about that. It's a plant. And with that, keep on the great work, you rumpy pump masters. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. I like it. I always always will be a fan. Good word. What word? RJ. And finally, Justin Peterson. Oh, baby. An email entitled, Forget About It. Uh, forget about what? I don't know. We're, we're going to find out what this all means. Mm. Hey, Jared and RJ, what's happening? Congrats on another big show anniversary episode, which means mm. it is about time for doing another edition of the Common Ratings Game. Oh, good dear. First up, Big Mini Fig Boy, JD. Um, What about you? Let's see here. JD, did uh, he send you... I have something in Twitter. I haven't opened it though because okay. uh, that would be I know prob- that that, uh, that likely likely uh, is part of this. So mm-hmm. uh, JD's Kelly's heroes, RJ's future favorite creep, Antichrist, and South mm-hmm. Park bigger, longer, and uncut. So I know the answer to this one, but you do know you have to guess guess what mine okay, ratings so wait, were. What was the question? Oh, so the rating. My for- ratings. What, what what are my ratings for Kelly's heroes, Antichrist? Big uh, South Park, bigger, longer, and uncut. I would say four, four, and four. Four stars for each. Four stars. Okay. Ah, uh, answer is four and a half. For all three. For all three. Mm. See, I was close. I, I figured you like them, but you're yep. you're not you're not super hot and loose with uh, the stars. So I, I thought a four would have been a yeah would have been there. But... Those are definitely. Uh, I mean, Antichrist. I'll be curious when I rewatch that movie one day how I like mm-hmm. it now. Um, Kelly's Heroes, though. Mm. Kelly's Heroes is pretty good. Oh yeah, yeah, pretty. And also, I mean, it's been it's been forever since I've seen, or as the kids like to say, a minute. Which again, very stupid. You sound (laughs) when you say that. I mean, it doesn't. I've heard that before. It doesn't offend me, but I I don't really understand it. It's been a minute. Shut up. Shut up. Yeah, you know what I mean. Stop it. But. Stop I mean, it. It's not really a long time. Stop though. it. Stop it. Please, people. Never again. So I, 
Well, you tell them. You you heard it here. You heard it here, here, like fo- here, folks. All right. For R.J. Bellagio, um, mm-hmm. Vampirella, All Monsters Attack, and The Hunger Games. Oh, what interesting. Would, what would R.J. give these three motion pictures? Well, I feel like The Hunger Games perhaps gives it all away. That's a weird one because I think he would have watched the, that a long time ago. In the mm-hmm. bef- in the before times, mm-hmm. um, when he rated yeah. movies, and he probably even like rated them bef- sometime after he had actually watched them. What? Uh, yeah, potentially, probably afterwards. What were the first two movies again? Vampirella. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, and what was it? And what was the second one? All Monsters Attack. Right. Right. Okay. I I think I know what you I, think I'll, you know. I can pull- Okay. Yeah. Well, I haven't opened this thing up because uh, my guess would be two and a half stars. Okay, let me go here. I'm gonna try very delicately not to look ahead. I'm just gonna scroll okay. down inch by inch, and they are in, they are in order. RJ, one and a half stars. Wow. Yeah, I thought Hunger Hunger Games sucked ass. Like, I really didn't like that movie. I think I rated it at the time. I was like, this sucks. Huh. I was like, why? It was one of those times where I felt old, and I was just like, "Why is this popular? <laughs> Why do you hate I was women? Like, I don't RJ. like this. Why do you hate women? Like in all well, monsters I mean, attack? Why do you hate? If I if I hated women, women, I would love the Hunger Hunger Games because they are being hunted in that movie, which oh. I don't. See? Oh, interesting. See? Okay, Plot twist. I got that on. Got that on record here. Yeah, um, I, well, I said no, if that's I fine. Had, if if you were, I would have loved that movie, which I didn't. I thought it was dumb. Mr. And yeah, Vampirella is not good. Mister Peterson. Uh-huh. Butt crack, Jaws 3D, and Holy Motors. Well, I know um, Justin Peterson is not a Holy Motors fan. Oh, this is Justin's ratings. Yeah, for this one. Yeah, oh. not, no, not Jordan Peterson's ratings. Justin well, Peterson. I'm, yeah, I don't think anyone's gonna rate Butt crack over two stars. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say two stars. Hmm. Can't be higher than that. He was not a fan of that Holy Motors. I didn't know. I didn't even realize he had rated a uh, butt crack. <laughs> Well, that's what I mean. Like people, I don't think anyone would rate butt crack, and if they did, it's not getting over two. Two star. Ah, jeez, two stars might even be high, but I say two stars. Generous. That might be generous. Two stars. Let's see. Scrolling. One and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So we were close. Yeah. Close. Um, Ryan Nagel. Ooh, friend of the show. Doctor Sleep, Rosemary's Mm -hmm. Baby, in mid nineties. Well, I mean. Rosemary's Baby, you know, it's pretty good. Mid-90s, I think a friend of the show, Ryan Nagel, would be a good, big fan of that because he was a 90s kid, and he's a skateboarder boy. So uh, I'm going to say four stars. Okay, I'm going to go three and a half, just to, just in case. That's the It'll be between those two, though. Yeah, let's see here. Scrolling. Three and a half. You got Ooh, it. Oh, yeah. I know, I know your friend you know better, better than, than you I do. do. Allegedly. You, wow. Allegedly. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Ryan. You heard it here first. I guess you're a friend of Jared Duncan now and no longer a friend of the show. That's right. That's a bad He's, place to be in. RJ's no friend of yours. In yeah, my in bad, my bad place. in my random undercutting guess. Yeah. Oof. That's what it comes Oof. down to sometimes. Jared Berger. Jared Real Berger. Back. Uh Kwai Dan. Across mm. across the universe. Baby driver. Uh, what would what, what would a star. what would a real guy give? A real guy giving real ratings? I'm gonna say one star. 
harsh, harsh. Two and a half. Is a real guy? Two and a half. Two and a half. Let's see. Let's see. Five stars. Five stars. Love what were those it. movies again? Quite on. Quite on. Across the universe. Uh, across baby the universe. driver. What was the baby driver? That's what. B- I baby. Baby driver. I let my opinions of uh, Edgar Wright uh, a little loose there. <laughs> sure. I, don't I, know. I suppose. I don't know. I. I, guy. I think I. I I don't even know. I think I've seen Across the Universe. Uh, I've seen it. I don't remember it. I don't remember if I liked it or not. Was it Rufus Wainwright? (laughs) Yes. Well, I mean, Across the Universe and Baby Driver kind of fit in the same realm because they're both like music-based things, but uh, Quiet On is slow-based. No, it's not Rufus Wainwright. It's all all like the Beatles musical kind of thing. Did you say the Beatles or the Beetleborgs? The Beetleborgs. Yeah. Is that three weeks in a row that Beetleborgs has come up, or is are we at four now? Well, I'm not sure. I'm not keeping track. I'm only, I only care Someone about out there I is. only care about Wang Watch. Um, okay. Ooh, Sam Sanchez. Showgirls, oh. a field in England, the bank dick. Wow, those are like five stars. Yeah, you think? Uh four and a half. Four and a half. Showgirls. Oh, see. Oh man. Not showgirls, Sam. Not showgirls. See, that's what throws me off is the bank dick. That's like some grandpa cinema. Sam likes some grandpa action, but Sam, maybe Sam's a grandpa. And but Phil in England is also like, yeah, bank dick's actually a surpriser. Uh, man, Trixie, Trixie. Did he really Trixie. know? Trixie. Like, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take two and a half. Okay, let's go to the numbers here. Two stars. Wow. Okay. All right. Two stars. He, he, he did not like that bank dick. Well, maybe he's just not a fan of high-end comedy. Mm-hmm. Finally, Oliver, the t- the tin drum, quiet, Anne. <laughs> oh, I just like saying it that way. La Dolce well, I, I do know that uh, Oliver is a big fan of uh, tin drum. Tin drum. Yep. So I'm going to say four and a half. I don't think he does those half stars. No? No. Nope. Well, bumped out son of a bitch up to five. Just round up, baby. Maybe five stars. Round her up, then. Five stars. Five stars all around? Yeah, sure. Or check f- the board. Five or four. Five stars. There you go. We got him. Take that, Oliver Granger. You Australian fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I just I, I just hope that he's at home, you know, like had a long day. <laughs> just like with his family. <laughs> With yeah, his family, with his family, like just got the kids to bed, wow. and just can finally relax. Well, it is he just turning. It on is the final. It's the final episode, and we can finally like yep. see what we really feel about all how we really feel because there's no more. Because after we're done, we just we just turn off the social medias, put all these yep. these people on block, and go. Yep. <laughs> pick up, start your life over, folks. Dust our hands. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's never gonna find us. That's right. He can't continue even if he wanted to. Mm-hmm. So, not much to do about that. If any of Creeps I, I Nation wants to be included next time, just yell at Justin on Letterboxd. Ooh, that's an enticing offer. Mm-hmm. Goat mm-hmm. movie question of the week. Okay. Uh, I recently discovered an ex-mobster's YouTube channel where he comments about gangster flicks. His name is okay. Michael Franzesi. Is he claiming himself to be an ex-mobster? Because I feel like then 
I feel like he might not be if he's if he's the one saying he is. I, I could see that he's working. He's about working those angles. They listen. So, I was in the mob. Hey, oh, I talk about it now. Nick, oh. like, Nick Pigaletti. Hey, I was on. Uh, remember Goodfellas. Oh. So, what are your favorite gangster movies? I am pretty sure mine is not Mafia, which is this spoof move mob flick from the, from nineteen ninety eight. Uh, you got you got any favorite gangster pictures, RJ? Does it get better than Les Samurai? <laughs> I hope so. I'm just kidding. I've never. How about seen that. Gangster Squad? How about oh? How man. about The Untouchables? How about Tom Hardy in Capone? <laughs> like... How about Tom Hardy in Wallace? Oh. How about Tom Hardy in that movie where he plays twins? What is that one called? What, Legend the... or something? What the craze is that? What is he in that? No, there's that movie where he plays he plays they two characters and they're twins. I think I think it's called The Legend. I see. Let me see here. I'll look this up. How about Live by Night by Big Ben? I haven't seen. I found it. Yeah, I, 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 okay, I did come across Legend. Oh yeah, see, he plays oh, two two of himself. Brian Hagland. It's adapted from John Pearson's book. The, oh, it is, is it? the. Look at that. It is the Cray Twins. Yeah. What about uh, Tom Hardy in The Drop? That's a, a gangster film. What about Tom Hardy I, I, in I Rock stopped. and Rollo? That's a gangster film. I turned that movie off. The Drop. Which one? The Drop. I, I liked turned... The Drop. No, I, I I was having some problems with Netflix at the time, and I just never went uh, back to it. I was just like, meh. It's I'm got fi- our boy Tony in it. I'm fine. What about that one where it's like the uh, the wives of the mobsters, and it's based on like Garth Ennis thing from Vertigo? Oh. <laughs> It was uh, the kitchen? Yeah, that's my yeah. that's my favorite. That one I never saw. It's really good. Yours is the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. check it out. Yeah, it's, it's a good totally one. Totally fits for you. Mm-hmm. Totally fits. How about movies uh, like called Kill the Irishman? Because why not? Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I, anything I, with Michael Shannon, uh, probably. I just I do want to say that I I think gangster movies kind of suck. I kind of like most of them do. Uh, yeah, I, I just like I don't know. I get it. I like gangster movies as a as a young boy. I like those Guy Ritchie movies. Um, I like Turkish. <laughs> I still only refer to Jason Statham as Turkish, but because uh, like oh, Turkish is going to kick some ass now. And did he? I don't know. He, I guess so. He became like a poor man's Charles Bronson. <laughs> yeah. Charles Bronson's gangster movies stunk too. All those seventies mm. ones, terrible. Damn what, it, damn yeah. it, Godfather! All the crappy movies you inspired. Yeah, there was a lot of them. Yeah, there's some good ones. Marty made some good ones, but the rest, the rest like of the these, Irishman, the Irishman's his greatest accomplishment, right? Netflix. I'm gonna say, what was that movie that had uh, De Niro and Pacino in it? That. Uh, I remember at the time they were building it up. It's like De Niro and Pacino finally facing off. It was like Righteous Kill or something. Oh, yeah. I think that's what it was called. Yeah. Is, is that Righteous Kill? Or are they? Is it a mobster movie or are they cops? It was, it's a cop. I mean, it's all a, the same. Uh, I mean, there's cops it might be dirty and cops. mobsters. I think that's what it was. I remember it was like built up so much. It's like De Niro, Pacino coming in. Oh, and coming. then you're like, they're coming in. All right. But then the movie never did anything. Nope, they don't. But you can't, you can't, you can't force it. You know. Yeah. So I'm gonna say Righteous Kill. Excellent. There's some recommendations yep. for everybody. Yeah, me. give it a watch. We're going yeah. out on fire. We're taking everyone with us. <laughs> Foodie question of the week: uh-huh. What are some foods you used to hate 
but now you think are not bad. <laughs> For me, it would be uh, deviled eggs, hummus, and pimento cheese. Hmm. I uh, deviled eggs. I think I've always been somewhat on board with. Yeah. Pimento. I'm not really a fan, and I don't really want to try it again. I'm pretty, yeah, I'd say that, well, that's not really answering the question, but, yeah, there's a lot of cheeses I don't care for. A lot of cheeses? What kind of no. cheese? Like blue? I love yeah. blue cheese. Yeah. Big blue cheese, boy. Yeah. I don't know. The weird the weird cheeses, RJ. Not a fan. Of like mo- diarrhea? Yeah, like diarrhea cheese is not mm. very good. Uh, I, uh... I mean, diarrhea cheese is not good. I'd say something I've come around on is tomatoes. Oh, you're you're now liking the tomatoes? Just sometimes. Uh, like, it depends on the circumstance. Uh, if they're in stuff, I'll uh, pop them back. But I'm a big fan of uh, grape or cherry tomatoes on a uh, turkey club. It elevates the sandwich a little bit, Jared. It does. So I've come around on tomatoes. I mean, I would say something like, Olives, I would have never eaten as a young man. But now that's all you put on your pizza. Sometimes three olives. So, pe- some, some, pizza sometimes, sometimes, sometimes I, sometimes I just want some some meat and cheese on that pizza. Oh yeah, yeah. Some a pepperoni is popular for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. In my house, it is. Of course, oh, of course. Yeah. Foods. Mm. Pepperoni. Pepperoni. But uh, yeah, yeah but I'm gonna say tomatoes. Tomatoes. Sounds good. Sounds yep. good. Uh, game, game. Might be a little game. gap in our dialogue here. Yeah, it's got a bit of a slowdown going on here, but we'll do it here. Uh-huh. I think we'll figure it out. Okay. Get, get games talk. What are your favorite drinking games? When my fraternity brothers and I got wasted while having a few cold ones, we would play arm. We, we would play arms. What? <laughs> oh, the the Nintendo Switch game. It's which, like a fighting game. Which involved us taking turns punching each other in the arm until one of us would give up. Okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah, it's or or it's that, RJ. I don't know. It could be that. Yeah. My mom was not happy about the nasty bruise I had from this game during my graduation party. Thanks for the time, gents, and have a fantastic show. Cheers. P.S. Looking forward to my next guest appearance, which is sneaking up quickly. Yes, there are Ooh. there are many guest appearances, which will sadly never happen now because this is our last episode. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Uh, sorry, guys. Shit. That's just the way the cookie crumbles. Oh man. Mm-hmm. Some of a bitch. So mm-hmm. uh, drinking games. Yeah, I don't. I don't recall ever doing any. So go right ahead, R.J. It seems like you've had many opportunities. Uh, the biggest game we ever played was just this one called Drink, where you just would drink as much as you could. Ooh. And how how did you win? Who who decided who won and who lost? Everybody lost. Yeah? Does it, when and, you play Drink. Like when you shit your pants? Yeah, sometimes. When you wake up uh, uh, in the jail cell? Or well, when, I mean, I've never woken up in a when, jail cell. When you're cell. robbed, beaten up, because you're running your uh, mouth, talking talking shit? I mean, that's never happened to me, no. so not that, quite. Yeah, yet. Not yet. Yeah, I mean, uh, wait, wait, wait till you're out and about again. Well, I don't know if I'll ever go out again. I, I, I like staying at home. I bet. Um, I don't know. I didn't really play a lot. Just like sociables was pretty much the only game we ever played. Mm. Sometimes asshole, but that's more like 
that's not just to drink. That's more to like have something to do while you're drinking. It wasn't really drinking based. Do you know what I mean? I see. You know about asshole Jared? Vaguely. It's not bad. It's just a card game. But yeah, that's like I, I I think people were expecting expecting more, but there's not a whole lot to it. Mm-hmm. Just drink it up. Yep. Outstanding work once again, Jorge. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, mm. beautiful. Who? That's it. That's it for emails. Hey, RJ. What you been creeping on this week? Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you understand me? Yeah. Everything is fine over there. Yeah. Okay. I thought we were having a little, uh, you know, a little issue, but uh, I think we I'm, we might have had one, but I think we're past it now. Okay. Uh, I actually have some stuff this week, I suppose. Oh, you uh, do, do you? Well, not movies, but I did watch all of Sweet Tooth. Are you watching it? Nope. No. I did. I, I, I completely forgot it was on, and then I was talking to my parents, and they were like, "Have you ever watched this? Have you ever heard about this Sweet Tooth?" And I went, "I, I read that like twelve years ago." It's a comic mm-hmm. book. They're like, oh. And did they, uh, were they impressed? They, were, they really liked it. It's good. Yeah. Yep. So um, I, I won't hit you with too much of it. Uh, it's good. It's good adaptation. It does not, doesn't suffer the Netflix syndrome, except for one episode. There is one episode that's Uh-oh. a little Netflixy when Uh-oh. it gets to the, uh, the camp of children warriors. That one's a little bit iffy. It's not outright bad but it's it's the one i know you would roll your eyes at you'd just be like Ugh. uh first couple episodes are really good they're uh pretty pretty faithful to uh the comic book you get a little bit more backstory on other characters which is is fine but uh i'd say on the whole it's pretty pretty good pretty good it's not as it's not as uh dreary i guess as some of the comic is like the, com- some- the comic is pretty dreary <laughs> yeah it is it is actually getting into like full-on child killing though and like testing on the uh like the hybrid kill uh children so it, it does hit that note um quite a bit hey remember spoilers rj i the, mean the, the show has been out for what less than a week and you're just week? talking about dead kids you're talking about corpse jr like that you can't do that I, I, I want to know what kind of animal hybrid Corpse Jr. is. Uh, the good kind. He's... But, like, with what? Is he a gopher? Is he a, a crocodile? Is he a corpse? People want to know. Uh, but, no, yeah, so they, they do get into some of that stuff, but they don't hit. Is There's, like, this one is a spoiler because it's how, like, the first, it's how, how it ends, like, this first season. It's a little bit different, which isn't bad. I can see why they changed it, but I do like how it I, I do like how the book did it a little bit more, but uh, no, I was for for a dude who's uh, been preaching the Jeff Lemire for a long, long time and Sweet Tooth specifically. Uh, I was happy with it. I was like, this is this is better than what I thought it would be in a sense. Like, do you know what I mean? I'm always a little bit nervous about that right. kind of stuff, especially with something like that, which is like it is my favorite. So at the same I was kind of like, I don't know if I if I want this to be a TV show. I like the book so much. I don't like. Does that make sense? I was like, well, I feel like this is. Yeah, it sounds like you got what you wanted, unlike what I got with Preacher. Yes. Yeah, like it does. Um, there's enough of what I like there, and 
there isn't too much of stuff that like like I said, there was only one episode with the animal kid or like the animal or kid soldiers. I was like, mm. but uh, for the most part, I think it kind of lives up to things. I was a little bit too like this is going to sound dumb, but uh, for a while I was kind of like, oh, I don't want it to be a show. I was like, I, I like that. It's just a book that I can tell people about you know kind of selfishly but uh well more people will read the comic than ever before yep. i I, yes. I feel but no no one's asked though no one's asked about it yet but that yep. i think now we've hit that wall of there's so many goddamn shows that are based yes. on comic books that people kind of pick and choose what they want right now mm-hmm. invincible's doing really well um yes. jupiter's legacy has already been canceled so i don't yep. think that's going to do amazingly which is too bad because that comic is like pretty mediocre but it's got mm-hmm. awesome frank whitely art mm-hmm. and wasn't what's like there's umbrella academy uh, from like a boys. little bit ago yeah boys did really well yeah, um that's coming back yeah that's yeah that shows i think on what is it at least third Prime. season or second yeah, season only? i think it's going into it it's going into yeah. the third now i think that's yeah that's cool i mean i think i mean i haven't again i haven't watched any of this stuff i, I mean yeah, neither have i i've read the comics but i don't really need to watch tv shows on top of it all because sometimes it's just swamp thing and you go oh yeah which and like again yeah see that's another good example like the swamp thing show i was like there's a few things in here i like but i was like i'm never gonna watch this yeah, was, like that show is garbage I'll, I'll never go back <laughs> it looked kind of so cool at times Sweet Tooth is better than that. I still haven't watched uh, Watchmen yet. I just remembered. I was going oh. to watch that a year ago, and uh, here I am, and completely forgot I, about it. I mean, I'd be interested to see what you thought of uh, of that, like what they decided to kind of do with it. And mm-hmm. I think I even said at that time, I'm not like one of the Alan Moore stands, which is like it's sacred content. Like I don't really give a shit about that. I was just – I thought the show – it's got some really good stuff in there, but there was some stuff in that too. I was kind of like, hmm, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I'd say, I think you maybe check out the first episode of Sweet Tooth if you're well, I, I would just, I would, so inclined. Yeah, I'd watch it all if I was planning. Yep. I'll, I'll do all or nothing. That's about well, it. I will say that I, I do think uh, it uh, it is worth watching. Have you seen pictures of like any of uh, any of the show at all? Yeah, I've seen stills at like from the yeah. promotion of it. I think we talked about those, and I said yeah. it looks right. It does. Yeah, they got the look right. Uh, Gus looks really good. I think the casting for uh, Jeopard was really good. That dude is enormous. <laughs> that guy is such such a monster. Like, it's got, there's one thing I thought was kind of silly. Like in the in the book, Jeopard was like an old hockey player because of Canada and Jeff Lemire. Right. And then in this, they made him a football player uh, and it's in America. And I think the idea, I think the reason why is because this guy, guy is so big. I think it was maybe it wouldn't be believable that he would be a hockey player. Cause they're like, this dude's fucking enormous. He's as big as the rink. So they put him in football, but I don't know. That's a really weird thing to like point out, but it was something I thought about at least. Um, but yeah, it looks good. And then Bobby, you remember Bobby from uh, Sweet Tooth, Jared, the Gopher Boy? Oh yeah. Oh, just mm, I'm doing the um, ooh, <laughs> kissing the fingers there. The, the mm. white, the, or not the the white supremacist. Uh, sign. No, not the secret code sign. Uh, yeah. The uh, like the chef's excellence uh, for you there. Uh, they uh, they do Bobby really good. So yeah, no, it's good. I liked it. I'm glad. I liked it. I'm glad for yeah. you. I so there was that. Uh, what else I got here? I finished a uh, a book. I read a uh, that Lizzy. I think it's Lizzy's story, the Stephen King book. It might be Lizzie's story. I gotta tell you, Jared, 
it's one of the poorer Stephen King books I've read in a very long time. <laughs> you sound I, surprised. Well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm usually on board with his stuff, but I actively disliked this book. I was just like, this sucks. Uh, it is, it's way too like, um, like I remember he always said it was like one of his favorites because it's really personal. It's way too personal. It's full of like Uh-oh. inside jokes between him and his wife. And it's just like, I, I think it's borderline unreadable where it's it's just like all these things that like i think they clearly like say to each other it's like hey baby love we're going to booyah moon we're gonna get under the gobbledygook and like those are the actual words they talk about and i was just like what is this are are you gonna watch this series not based off of the book man that thing's going right in the trash (laughs) no it's not it's gonna run to the shelf yeah probably but uh, i did not like it i thought it was uh but julianne moore is in the show Hey, I mean, yeah, by the way, like yeah. Did you, did you? You're not. Are you going to watch the stand, or did you just watch it and never bring it up? It's, I don't think it's available on any of our platforms. Really? Because I mean, it's got your girl in it. So I was like, Which, who? Which one? Whoopsie. Whoopie. I mean, I do want to see Whoopie. Uh, let me see. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah. I I remember you're, I was you're, watching. Are you, this. Are, you, are, you, are you hacking the mainframe? I'm hacking the mainframe. Do, 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 do. Just watch Canada. It is. Oh, it's on Prime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so I can watch this. You son of a bitch. Uh, well, no, what no do you excuse. want me to do? No. Do what? you want me to watch The Stand or watch those three movies that you uh, watch, sent? Watch to me? those three movies and then you can watch okay. The Stand. I don't care when you watch The Stand, but I just like, I found it fascinating that you being the, the Kingsman. Uh, yes. You, you, have, you hadn't watched it yet. I was like, what? Here's my thing, though. I'm not a big The Stand guy. Like, I well, think The Stand I, is fine, I, I don't, but it's I, not my so favorite. I, I, I hear that the uh, this series will not change your mind either. Yeah, I yeah, I wasn't I wasn't huge on the book. I didn't I didn't mind the Mick Garris thing, but like the story itself, like I've never been super hot on it. So I think that's what it was more than anything. I, I do believe but, it's a chronological as well. Uh, that's. All right, whatever. I'll I'll watch it eventually. Yeah. Maybe at Creep. Oh, no, I want I don't want to burn Creeptober no, time. No, don't. That. Yeah, that's summer viewing. Yeah, I'll watch it uh, sometime. But okay. anyways, I just want to tell you, I read Vizy's story and it sucked. Awesome. It sucked. It sucked. But anyways, it's... you want to hear about some... sucked? You want to hear about some Star Trek? Yeah. Or did you? <laughs> no. Nah, you have anything to talk nah, about? I, no, I like I barely yeah I barely watch anything. I did squeeze in a bit more uh, Babylon 5, still in Season 2. Oh, yeah. Um, and is it still good? Yeah, I've, it's kind of won me over with its... Uh, it's got its... It's pretty consistent in mm-hmm. what it's doing. There's some pretty pretty lame humor. Uh, way Like, way worse than anything Next Generation ever did. Like, Next Generation kind of really d- didn't do comedy very much. And when it did, no. it was, like, one of the worst episodes of all time. Uh, and, yeah. they, and they never really did that ever again. Every once in a while, you get like a, a cute little data moment of, oh, I'm learning humanity. Oh. And, mm-hmm. and Jordy's like kind of a dick. He's like, he's like, I, uh, I yeah. can't stand this fucking android. You're like, Jordy, cool it. Dude, he's but like. Jordy's an incel. <laughs> like literally. Hey, but you know, did, you, uh, did you ever notice the in the last episode, they do a little bit of a fanfic. And for, I think this is all inside of Jordy's head. We'll say because he's like because oh. he, he winds up with his uh that engineer lady that he's uh crushing uh, on so it's all a dream no well it, or it happened and maybe he is he him and her get together maybe her husband like dies of some some star trek disease and it's like oh now i'm alone 
Big G. He convinced her. Big G. Mm. Has he done That's his? Uh, is, has he done his uh, Jeopardy stint yet? Uh, I feel like it did happen, but I, I didn't hear about it. Yeah. Or maybe they just recorded it and it hasn't come out yet. I that's, don't know. That's possible. I mean, I feel like it'd be pretty silly for them not to just go with him because he has, he's won the internet over. And I feel like that's uh, oh. a big part of the, the he's, battle. He's, his episode will be the, his episodes will be the last week of July. Oh yeah. Okay. So that's still, man, are they going to have a different guest every week until then? Yep. Damn. I feel like that's a bad strategy. I don't know. It's kind of uh, running through the motions. Does anyone yeah. wa- who watches Jeopardy these days? Old people. Yeah. Yeah. The the invalid. The incel crowd. Yeah. As it were. Okay, so you're still watching uh, Babylon Five, eh? Yep. It's decent. It's good. I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's good. It's it's nineties. The CGI is not getting any better, but. Yeah. But that is the one thing about Voyager is uh the farther on I watch, they are improving the production value and graphics a little bit each season. So things are getting bigger there. You gotta give them what they want in space. And what do they want, Jarrett? They want sexy Borg lady. Sexy Borg lady? More, yeah, more, that's true. more Borg lady, less Harry Kim. Ooh. And yeah. no, no Kess. Well, Kess is gone. Yep. Harry Kim is not very prevalent anymore. Yep. The only problem now that they need to get rid of TP? is Tom Paris. The TP? Yeah, and he has been in just a constant annoyance for me to the point where now it's like, uh, I'll get I'll get there eventually, but he is without a doubt the worst character in the franchise, worse than Bashir, season one Bashir. And the reason... <laughs> is Tom Paris is an asshole and he's not like a likable one. Like, you know how like some really good writers will make a character who like, you don't like what they're doing and they're kind of a little bit like aggressive or like they're kind of like dinks, but you still root for him a little bit. You don't root for Tom Paris. He's just a prick all the time. You're just like, this guy sucks. They should have given him like a more of a assholey name, like Eric, Eric Paris, Eric Paris. (laughs) I mean, and yeah, the fact that his name is Tom Paris is really dumb too. But yeah, yeah it's a, it's the worst. It sucks. He's but middle, do you want to hear about Voyager? Ma- well, maybe it's his middle name, Tom Eric Paris. Well, Robert Duncan McNeil. Who who, who goes by that? Who goes by th- all all their names? Actors. <sighs> Actors is right. Tell we'll me about tell later. me about tell me about the sec the third quarter of season four. Have you started watching new ones yet? I'm in season five now. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. You're doing. I, it right. I I could hit all four, but I probably shouldn't because we got two movies to talk about today. So we should uh, move along. Yeah, we should do it. But I can talk about there's about four or five episodes in a row here that are all somewhat connected. So makes okay. sense. Okay. Uh, so we got four fifteen, which is an episode called Hunters, uh, and I put Chakotay wants some. High three. What? Horny Chakotay? Yeah, for Horny Chakotay. I can't remember who he's horny to. I think it was to Janeway. They have kind of a, they have like a playful thing back and forth. Yes, it kind of goes back and forth. And uh, he's not bad in this. Chakotay is probably one of my favorite characters just because he's not, um, 
difficult to watch. <laughs> okay, good. Like, like you, like whenever Garrett Wang is on there or Tom Paris, it's just like I don't care about these fucking people. Chicote is fine, so I actually get, I like him. Uh, new baddies, Jarrett. New, new bad guys are introduced here. The Harogen. Do you know about these guys? I did when I was looking at last week's episodes. Yep. Um, it did come up, and I'm like, I don't know what that is. So they they have like kind of like spiny black like armor like it's black armors that have like little kind of like I don't know dorsal fin kind of shit coming off of it and then they have like little air masks so they they're like kind of fully concealed uh, they're so, pretty cool so they kind of look like you a little bit a little bit not as spiny as me but uh, mm-hmm. so we're introduced to these new baddies and they're gonna be in the next like five episodes pretty much. Uh, the other thing that happens in this episode, I should say quick, is no more Maquis. So this is where they still have the radio link to the Alpha Quadrant. And uh, they've just found out uh, w- that the Federation is uh, currently in war and the Maquis don't exist anymore. So it was it was a big oh, thing. They, for... they, they heard about the Dominion War. Yes. It gets brought up once and then never again. Okay. Because they're, they're in the, uh, what the, fuck, what quadrant are they in? the Gamma Quadrant and they don't give a shit. They're fighting their own battles. Man, so gets... these are these are some uh, non-Star Trek looking aliens. Yeah, yeah, they look like Babylon Five aliens. <laughs> yeah, they look more like Babs Five than ST. You got you have to look at both of them with the the face mask on, and then with them without the armor because you get both of them, which I found like a little bit weird because eventually in an episode or two they just don't wear the armor anymore and they're just like they're kind of the kind of like reptile heads. The, the actors complained. This is horrible. They're like, this is too much, too much. Um, but this is a pretty good episode. So you get introduced to these guys, and their whole thing is that uh, they just. Um, they're like hunters, so they're they're kind of like Klingons and Cardassians, kind of mixed together. Where and, it's like and predators, yeah, and predators as well. And uh, their whole big thing is that they just uh, they want to kill people on Voyager. Um, so I think they actually, uh, I think they kidnap um, Seven of Nine. It's either this one or the next one. I can't really so now, can't really separate them so anymore. Seven of Nine's being kidnapped now. She does, yeah. Seven of Nine gets she's, kidnapped. She's really stealing. Uh, Harry's uh, gimmick. Yeah, well, she gets her own gimmick, which happens in the next, like, ten episodes. There is... uh, People keep trying to rape her. It happens a lot. Or they're sexually aggressive with her, and so that never happened to uh, Garrett Wang. Not that I... Well, actually, it did happen in one episode. He was getting raped in one episode. Or two. The prison one, too. They they were trying to sell him. So he... Yeah, she, she... she did steal uh, Garrett Wank's spotlight. Anyways, uh, this episode is pretty good. You get introduced to these guys, and they're kind of played off as, like, tough, like, I don't know, like, something that can actually fight Voyager. Like, they're not, like, the worst uh, villain ever, the Kazon, that were just basically mud people that, like, couldn't do anything. Uh, so these guys are not bad. I like them. They're pretty good. Uh, and then they return in 416 – uh, and this was an episode that I actually thought maybe should have came before 15. This is called Prey. And uh, my title for 416 is Flesh Hunt Aliens. Four out of four stars, Jared. Whoa. This is a good episode. It's a bridging of the two kind of crossovers. So we have Species 8472 or is it whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, those guys. The, 
the biggest mistake they ever made was like I, I realized they left it as species eight four something because it sounded more scientific, but they should have just gave them a name that you could say more easily. Um, so what you the way this episode starts is the Herogen hunter people are hunting species eight four seven two. So it's kind of like a uh, this one too. It's it's not totally from Voyager's perspective the whole time. It's it kind of jumps back to the Herogen hunters and the uh, new species. Uh, this episode's really good. Uh, Tony Todd comes back as a Herogen in this one. He's the main hunter. He's back. Uh, yes, in Pog form. Uh, and then uh, the species eight four seven. See, it's it sucks to say that the the cool alien uh, is on Voyager, and then they start to protect it, kind of. From the Herogen Hunter people, it's good, it's good, um, and I think this episode should have went first because you're just introduced to the Herogens uh, as like they're hunting this the new alien that like took out all of the Borg. So it's like if these are supposed to be even bigger than them, it's like this episode would have been a, a cooler like introduction to them because like all you see like the cold open is that they they actually kill one of those things so you're just like oh these guys must be must be serious so anyways crazy good episode Jared. crazy good uh, i wouldn't say crazy good but it is good yeah uh 417 i hate this shit one out of four stars Ooh. i so this is where uh this is where the seven of nine rape stuff kind of comes in so this is seven of nines ptsd manifesting as rape is coming so the reason i hate this is because you get this dude who is an arms dealer and he's dealing with voyager which i number one i thought was strange to begin with i was like why would voyager be buying like weapons from an arms dealer doesn't make sense they don't need other weapons silly uh and then this guy comes on and then he's like overly touchy with seven of nine and then he's like throwing the blame at her kind of thing uh and i hate that like i just think it's really shitty uh and then the thing that i found really strange here this episode would not be able to be played today because it's kind of like it's not like victim blaming but uh in the end it's kind of like uh they kind of look at at seven of nine it's like maybe maybe you weren't raped maybe it was in your mind maybe this guy was just a little bit touchy and he actually didn't do anything inappropriate and then that's how they leave it that that's where the episode ends and it's like oh so he didn't touch her like it's it's really weird like it just ends and i was like what are they trying to say with this that like like he was clearly inappropriate with her. Like he's touching her and doing weird shit. And then because he doesn't full on rape her, they're just like, ah, we're going to let this guy go. We're going to do a little hand wave. Yeah. And then they look at her and they're like, really, you should kind of loosen up seven of nine. It's like, it's one of those things. So yeah, I, I hated this. Ew. Like halfway th- before they, before even that ending, I was just like, this sucks. Like I, I don't like any of these episodes like because these people exist in the world and it's just like we don't need TV shows to prop these guys up. You know what I mean? Oh, Star Trek. Star Trek in their rape episodes. Yeah, it's weird, dude. It's a weird one. 417 is very strange. Uh, Much like the next episode, which is equally strange... Uh, not bad, not not like in a bad way, but strange. So this is a two-parter, and uh, we can see. Maybe we'll stop here. I don't know. Um, 
this is these are the uh <laughs> do you do you know about these episodes 418 419 the nope. killing game nope okay uh star trek does nazis in uh in these ones oh this is where the screenshots came from this weekend uh-huh uh-huh uh so 418 i have nazi jazz bars um uh, and that's a two out of four. Um, I think these episodes, like, I don't know if people like these or not. I feel like people are supposed to. Uh, and then 419, I have uh, the Borg of their day. And uh, this is a, a two out of four stars as well. So I don't really like these episodes that much, to be honest. But uh, so what's happening here is the Herogen, they're back, Jarrett. They're back again. They've captured Voyager and they want to study humans because they are the new prey. Uh, and their thing is they're like, we want to really get inside their heads. So they basically give all of Voyager amnesia and put them in a hollow deck. And then they emulate 1940s like Germany. Uh, and the Herogen are in the hollow deck without disguises. They have their reptile heads, but they are SS troopers. Uh-oh. And uh, they're like, we really want to, we really want to see what makes people tick. We're going to be the Nazis. And they're like, because we identify with them. And then Tom Paris drops a line like, uh, quote, they were the, Bo- for the Nazis, he says, they were the Borg of their day. They assimilated. And I just went, oh. <laughs> I went, no. They were the Borg good. of their day. Oh, that's and I good. Went, if I this like was it. Brandon Braga or like whatever, I was like, whoever came up with that line is a real piece of shit. Could, I think it could be a Joe Minoski or yeah, Brandon Braga, but we have, we've seen that footage of that Star Trek writer room in that DS9 thing, and it's just a bunch of chuckleheads all just spitballing ideas, and someone came up with it, and they'll go, ah, that's gold, that's gold, run with it. Gold, the Borg of their day, Nazis. Could you believe it? It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, these are really weird episodes. Um, so the first one, you find out that those Herogen, they're just like, they're just VR nerds because they they really like the Hollow Deck. They just love it, and it's just like, all right, these guys are nerds. You get Seven of Nine like singing, being the singer at the Nazi jazz bar. Oh yeah, uh, some Blue Chakotay. Angel stuff. Yeah, yeah, Blue Angel stuff. Uh, Chakotay and Tom Paris are doughboys from America. Like they all they all fit where they're supposed to be. Um, very strangely, Neelix uh, is in a different Hollow Deck, and he becomes Klingon. So you see Klingon Neelix for a while. It's not explained very well why uh-huh. he's there. But then later at the end of the two-parter, uh, the Klingons come to 1940s France and they start killing the Nazis. Nice. Which was, I actually thought that was pretty cool, but I was like, I don't think that this two-parter was worth it for this one cool scene of Klingons killing Nazis. I was like, that could have just been a <laughs> do, commissioned do, do, fan do, art. Do, 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 do you think they worked backwards from that image? I, I guarantee it. They're like, what if we had Klingons fighting Nazis? And, and, then, like, and oh. then they go, that's the worst idea I've ever heard. But I'll tell you what, you give me a two-part episode. We're going to air it during sweeps. sweeps and sweep. uh, and that's like, because you know what? You son of a bitch. It's just crazy enough to work. It's just, and like, I guarantee, like, that's exactly what they said. And you could, you could, just watching it, you could tell that they were, like, watching at home. And they're like, oh, yeah, this is going to win us that Emmy. This is the one. This people love Nazi metaphors. It's 1998. 
Oscars love it. The Emmys will love it too, mm-hmm. especially with it's Star Trek. Everyone loves Star Trek, don't they? And they're like, well, DS9 did that uh, episode when they were in the 50s. It's a surefire thing. But with Neelix. But with Neelix. <laughs> uh, yeah, so like that part with the Klingons at the end is really cool. But all the scenes with like just the personification of the Nazis as these lizard people, I was like, it's like, I don't know why they did this it's really dumb and also the other thing that happens is all the cool stuff they've done with this new baddie they completely undid in these two episodes because it shows them off as being like they're like incompetent they like can't do anything in these two episodes and like they can't hunt anyone and you're just like all right so these guys aren't good like at at being the bad guys like it, it dumb it was dumb jared stupid so stupid. uh yeah, these are Nazi episodes. Solid twos out of four in the sense that uh, they are definitely skippable. Yep. So I don't know. Should I leave it there? Uh, yeah, you, 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 got, you got one more. Then that'll be six, and then next week will be six, and season four will be wrapped in plastic. Okay. Well, here's a good one for you, Jarrett. 420. Tom Paris is kidnapped. One out of four stars. <laughs> Beautiful. This is Visa V. And uh, there is mention of Memory Alpha here. This is the first time I've heard that mentioned in the show. Like, I'm sure it probably came up before. But now, since I know what Memory Alpha means, it gets mentioned here. Tom Paris is... He's hes not liking the new, the new life he has on Voyager, Jerry. He's a little bit stir-crazy. He's not getting along with Bomana. He's yelling at her. Uh, she's like, what's wrong, Tom? And he's like, you're a bitch. That's what's wrong. And then he'll walk away. Not in those words, but that's basically what he's saying. He's just a real piece of shit. Uh, he just hangs out in his hollow deck uh, grease monkey program where he's fixing up American muscle cars. Uh, and then an alien shows up that has a new warp drive thing or whatever. And Tom Paris is like, oh, yeah, I want to try that out. The, the alien steals his identity, sends him <laughs> off on the ship, and then the alien is Tom Paris. But no one can really tell that Tom Paris has been switched with an alien because the alien is an asshole, too. Oh. And everyone goes. <laughs> That's br- isn't that brilliant though? <laughs> no one can tell. I mean, they they do eventually figure it out, but for the first while, everyone's just like, man, because like the first twenty minutes is like, man, Tom's been a real asshole lately, and then they switch, and then the alien is an asshole too, and they're like, man, Tom's really an asshole. Um, but it's like I've been like I said earlier, Tom Paris sucks. Like he's just not a likable character in any way. So uh, yeah, he. He sucks, dude. And I don't know why this episode is called a Visa V. Like, I'm, there's nothing about this episode that gives off that vibe. So, very strange. So, uh, that's a real shitter. Uh, good news is there are a couple decent episodes coming up. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, this one was not good. There's a, there's a couple of good ones coming, Jared, actually. at the Near the end of season four, started season five, I, I actually hit some decent episodes. So, it's not all shit. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad for all of us listening. For everyone. Yeah. And uh, that's it. Cool. That's that. That's that. Hey, Mm -hmm. you got any news? No. Oh. Is there news in the world? (sighs) Is there news in this world? I mean, it's the best summer ever, but that's been confirmed long ago. Hmm. That's a good question, RJ. I just figured you would know something happening. You, you got your ear to the ground. 
I mean, that Loki show came out, and people said, eh. I've seen some people like say, oh, man, it's just more of the same. I love it. Yeah. Oh, Andrew and I watched one episode of WandaVision. Yeah. And then we didn't. And it wasn't like bad or anything, but we were kind of like. And then we started a new show instead. So there's that. Hell of a thing. Yeah. It's okay. We don't have to have news today. We don't. There's no news. Next week, we'll have some new releases for whatever, September? Sure. Maybe. Maybe. And uh, you know what? In a month, it'll be like Barnes & Noble 50% off sale for people who still buy physical media. Potentially. Potentially. Outside of, you know, sweet-ass vinegar syndrome releases. Like, also potentially. Also potentially. My vinegar syndrome shipment shipped. I'm very happy. Yours did? That's big news, yeah. There you go. That's the big news. My vinegar okay. syndrome order that I did uh, kind of... The first time I looked at it was, whatever, early Friday morning. And I was kind of like, eh, I'm not that excited about any of this. And then mm. I realized what one of these things was. And I was like, oh, my God. I must own champagne and bullets. So that happened. Mm. So it's, a, it's, a, it's a wee order. But I did my part. Gotta Interesting. Keep, keep those poor, struggling boutique labels afloat that I'm sure are making more money than a lot of uh, DVD labels are. I mean, you could. I wouldn't, no. but you could. You haven't yet. Yeah. Yeah, not for me. Awesome. Well, RJ, we have movies to discuss. Anything good? In Laserdisc form. <sighs> Define Good. No. After the break, we're going to hire Nazis to write are, our to write our episodes. Are they going to be hurt? Yeah. What? Go ahead. Go ahead. Play, they're going to be. Are they going to be? Ha ha! Funny or Will Ferrell funny? I'm not sure what the difference is. I think they're the same thing. Did you ever see two Yankees part upon a foreign shore? When the good ships just about to start for old New York once more. With tear-dimmed eye, they say goodbye, their friends without a doubt. When the man on the pier shouts, let them clear as the ship strikes My regards to Broadway. Remember me to Herald Square. Tell all the gang at 42nd Street that I will see. Find the worst plane in the world, a sure fire plot. Ring time for Hitler. Step two. I raise a million bucks. A lot of little ladies in the world. I love you. What? I love you. What? I love you! 
Step three, you go back to work on the books. Only list of backers, one for the government, one for us. Step four, we open on Broadway. Step five, we close on Broadway. Step six, we take our million bucks and we fly to Rio de Janeiro. Does their scheme work? Does this girl know? Do these boys care? Who is he? Is she a Swedish toy? Hmm? Or just another pretty body? <laughs> and what's their story? See the producers, and maybe you'll find out what it's all about. Starring Zero Mostel. Co-starring Gene Wilder. Give me my blue blanket! Give me my blue blanket! Give me back my blue blanket! And Dick Sean as LSD. And I give a flower to the big fat cop. He takes his glove and he beats me up. Go, the alley, baby! Go! And we're back. This is the Criterion Creeps podcast, and tonight we're taking another delve into that Laserdisc collection from mm. many years ago, even longer ago than our usual Spine Creeps, which were also released, like, I don't know, 15 years ago now? <laughs> which ones? We're living in the past, man. Well, the Criterions that we're watching, you know, like an old Spine 293, that came out in like probably 2005 now. And here we are talking about laser disc spine thirty five. Well, I mean they're they're all old. They had to have been old, or else we if they were new, we couldn't watch them yet. You know what I mean? Unless it was the Irishman. Well, no, but that's still old now. That's like two years old already. Old old films. Well, this movie this week is Mel Brooks is the producers from nineteen sixty seven. What you know, Mel you, or, Brooks? That's right, the man who brought us. Robin Hood, Men in Tights, Dracula, and Dracula. Dead in Loving It, Lovitzin. I wish John Lovitz was in that movie. He could have been Renfield for no. another uh, anima. No, actually, the guy they had for Renfield was pretty good in that movie. That's a good movie. I wish that was what we watched this week. The, the guy, uh, the guy from Ally McBeal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like that guy. He's cool. He's fun. I see. I understand. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to talk about Mel Brooks now. You know about Mel Brooks? Uh, I know about Carl Reiner. Are they the same? Carl Reiner? <laughs> yeah. What do you, like, pop, Mel Brooks is a figure in pop culture, exists. Sure. People know about Mel Brooks movies. People talk about Blazing Saddles all day long. Oh, yes. There's, yep. a, there's a generation that it is the funniest movie ever made. I think some people would say Monty Python, Holy Grail is potentially, or Life of Brian might be the funniest movie ever made. So it's probably a debate between... The Mel Brooks and the Monty Pythons. But we all know that Dumb and Dumber is the greatest comedy ever made. Yes. And if you disagree, you're listening to the wrong podcast. That's right, RJ. Yeah. So, yeah, Mel Brooks is a guy. You know, he produced The Fly, the David Cronenberg Fly, and he produced The Elephant Man. 
Little, little, oh. That's always a fun fact. I like to say, hey, Mel Brooks, he's uh, he's he kind of has some taste. He's done some good stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Other than, outside that. of his like comedy stuff, that which might sure. not be everyone's cup of tea. Other than it's kind of uh, I don't know what you're told by AFI. It's like this is the to- the funniest movie ever made. Top top <laughs> ten. You gotta you, you you better fucking laugh or I'll break your arm. I'll break your fucking arm. <laughs> Are you laughing yet? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, here it is. Um, it's uh, no, yeah, yeah. Sorry. In fact, it is number 11 in the AFI's um, 100 Years, 100 Laughs. Wow. Which we, number 11? I think every time we talk about comedies, I bring up this list. Because number one, RJ, Some Like It Hot by old Billy Wilder. Or wow. Tootsie, number two. In fact, Blazing Saddles is number six. So the producers isn't even oh. the, the, the best comedy that Mel Brooks has ever done. Where where do you uh, think Young Frankenstein is on this list? Four. Rob Reiner's got a movie on here. Unlike Carl. Stand Reiner. by me. Uh, when Harry met Sally. Oh. Stand by me is not a comedy. Wow. Or is it? No, I'm I'm busy. You, you keep. What do you mean you're busy? You're doing I'm reading. I'm no, doing I'm no, audio podcast. I know, but I'm trying to see if. Uh, oh, there's Carl Reiner. He's got the jerk. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Where where is that on the list? Uh, the jerk is where it belongs at eighty nine. Uh, I don't know, man. I think the jerk needs to get bumped up a little bit. Yeah. Oh, I totally missed that. Young Frankenstein is number thirteen. You know what's you know what's right in between the producers and Young Fra- Frankenstein? Former Criterion Laserdisc dip, A Night at the Opera. Uh, oh, and do you agree with that uh, ranking? No. <laughs> oh. Got you it. wouldn't have that number four on your list, man. That AFI. It's, uh... What does AFI stand for? American All Farts Institute. Institute, yeah. That's comedy. <laughs> How come we don't uh, write for the movies? All right, all right. Enough, enough clowning around. Oh, okay, sure. The tagline for this film, RJ: Hollywood never faced a zanier zero hour. <laughs> What? What does that mean? Um, well, I guess Zero is the name of the actor who's the main character of the producers. Zero Mostel. You know that guy? You know oh. What? I mean, I. now that you say it, it was a cool... I thought it was a cool name. I was like, I don't know if I've ever heard of a guy named Zero before. That's cool. Well, his, but, name, uh, his name was Samuel Joel Mostel. So what? He just came up with Zero? Uh, yeah, maybe. It's pretty well, cool. I take it back then. Be great. Well, I, I prefer Hector Zeroni from uh, Holes. You ever seen Holes, Jared? I've not, but I have seen the producers, and the synopsis oh, okay. goes a little like this: Broadway producer Max Bierstock and his accountant Leo Bloom plan to make mm-hmm. money by charming little old ladies to invest in a production many times over what it will actually cost, and then put on a surefire flop so nobody will ask for their money back. And what can be a more certain flop than a tasteless musical celebrating Hitler? Mm. Man, it's one of those things that uh, I bet a writer's room, potentially in the 90s with a couple guys named Brannon, maybe a guy named Brian, they probably thought it was just incredible, this idea. They're going to get Just incredible. But it was 1967. And, RJ, (laughs) were you aware that this was Mel Brooks's feature film debut I wasn't, but I knew you would tell me. 
yeah. if something like that were that's, important. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. That's how this works. Um, so I'd seen the producers. This is like the third time I think I've watched it. Maybe fourth time. This was uh, brought up. You know, it's on the Roger Ebert Great Movies list. I think Cult Movies might even have it on there. It's considered a. I don't know. It was a critical failure, but apparently a box office sleeper, which I guess is a good thing. Like it has, it's got legs, doesn't have a, yeah. a big boom, but Off. it goes for a while. Audiences lapped it up and yucked it up. Huh. So is it like, is it ironic? <laughs> uh, no, Ice people liked it, which is okay. curious. Um. So anyway, have you seen the producers before? The, the, I have not. The, the original version uh, no. described as a satirical black comedy. Uh, is it a skewering satire mm. or is it just a regular satire? We'll, we'll find out. We'll find out. Okay. So uh, how does this movie open up, RJ? Uh, with disjunctive credits? <laughs> it's not very disjunctive. It's kind of overlays. Of, oh, okay. uh, of blocks of text. We watched this man with a very poor comb over, um, kind of having his having his way, playing playing um, kind of a jiggle <laughs> with uh, very yeah. elderly old women who he is uh, romancing one by one with his various picture frames that he keeps in a cabinet for each woman mm-hmm. that he has up to his office. And uh, he makes them feel good about themselves because at the end of the day, mm-hmm. he's only interested in their investing in his film productions, mm-hmm. which is basically how he's living off of the avails of. That's that's about the gist of it. So it's some, some hijinks, some zany uh, musical score over abrupt, uh, you described it disjunctive credits, but very abrupt, <laughs> very, com- mm-hmm. very comedy. Yes. It's uh it's a lot of freeze framing like, Ooh, and then it'll hold it for about a minute or two. Yeah. So anyway, um, they, we get through that whole sequence and he's, he moves through one old lady moves on to the next and mm-hmm. he, she, she's crazy. She's a, she's a horny old lady, right? That's, uh, that, that's kind of, that, that's aren't a, they all that's yeah. She's, she, and that's like, isn't that funny? Horny old ladies. They're not supposed to be horny, but they are. Mm. They, they they like it. They like this uh, <laughs> aging, fraudulent, corruptible, and greedy Broadway producer, as uh, Wikipedia tells me, <laughs> describes well, him Well, he's as. treating them right, I think. Right, Jared? Mm, he is. Mm-hmm. He knows how to press their buttons. He knows what they like. What, is it the stable boy routine? Mm-hmm. Is it drive-in Miss Daisy routine? Yeah. There's all sorts of different yeah. routines they have. Yeah, he's he's getting tossed around, mounted mm-hmm. violently. Uh, yep. All clothes on, so you can you can bring the kids. Check mm-hmm. out this this show, and uh, who shows up? RJ, it's the everyone's favorite Gene Wilder, who you might recognize from GIFs online. Of Willy Wonka, you know that you know, uh, that, you know that guy. You know Gene Wilder. I only recognize him from memes. Memes about uh, you know people who are just like oh, and it's that kind of sassy picture of Gene Wilder with with, with him leaning into his gloved hand, saying oh, yeah. please tell me more. <laughs> so it's so internet. 
Yeah, and it's almost always a really bad take. Almost always. Ooh, it's almost as it's like people who use the word take. It's oh. almost a bad take. It's based, Jarrett. Mm-hmm. That's what based means, right? Do you think like there's nothing more tedious than people who talk about like that really crazy scene in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory and like how it's like it's really dark and uh I mean that disturbing. whole movie is dark. Yeah. The whole movie is dark. I think people really neglect that. It's not just the one scene. Yeah. I think at least. I don't know. Uh, yeah. But so Gene Wilder, an American institution. Everyone sure. everyone loves see no evil, hear no evil. His his <laughs> collaborations with Richard Pryor. Brewster's Millions? Silver Street. Is that Richard Pryor? No uh yeah. that's yeah, but it's not. Uh, it's not Gino. It's that Silver Streak, Stir Crazy, See No Evil, Hear No Evil, and mm-hmm. Another You. I've seen, I think, a couple of those. Yeah. I can't remember which ones. Yeah, but a couple of them. You like? Do you like that? Do you like that Gene Wilder? We'll get. We'll I get do. there. We'll get there because he's. I, you're going to get a whole lot of him in this. He shows <laughs> up. He's the accountant. He's doing the books. He is a very nervous man. Uh, how so? Um, in the classical sense, because he okay. he shows up and he 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 tries to get through every situation, even though he just desperately wants to run away at all times. And he'll stand there smiling because Gene Wilder no sells it, underplays it, and goes, mm-hmm. "Oh dear, oh boy, <laughs> yes, I I I need a drink." Like, ang- ang- he plays anxiety, uh, perfectly. I guess. Okay. Uh, to to Zero's um, slimy, conniving, <laughs> mm-hmm. plotting manner, uh, but he's very, but he's also very smooth. And uh, I mean, okay. to be successful, I guess, in being unsuccessful, you have to convince people enough to give you money. Um, in this situation, he's gotten money once more from one of these little old ladies. Uh, the landlord sees it, swoops in, snatches it away. It's like. How can you do this to a man? He's just trying to put food on the table. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, but of course, it's like he tells everybody this because he's, uh, he's, he's a bad hombre. He um, he's got evil schemes. Jared, he's got he's got think. yeah, he's got schemes. So schemes. anyway, we have hapless Leo Bloom who kind mm-hmm. of comes upon this discussing um, discrepancies. I don't know how or where this accountant comes into play. It's unnecessary though. You don't need, there needs to be no like reason. You don't need like, oh, someone got brought in to do such and such and such. She's like, no, the accountant just shows up and he's going to do things. He wasn't hired by anyone particular. Mm-hmm. Are you are you saying that the accountant doesn't need motivation? Like they had always wanted to be a Broadway producer. Are you saying yeah. that that's not a motivation that needs to be Mel, here? Mel Brooks was wise enough to realize those things don't matter. Things don't need to be explained. Okay. Things don't maybe necessarily need to be tightened up for sure. modern audiences to grasp. Okay, sure. we'll, we'll get there, RJ. Oh, okay, sure. We'll Sorry, I there. didn't mean to uh, give away your lead there, mm-hmm. my friend. So anyway, he just shows up because it's like, oh yeah, accountants. And he's like, hey, there's two thousand dollars here that uh, isn't accounted for. You shouldn't be doing that. And then he makes this mm-hmm. like observation out loud that huh, you know if you really uh it'd be very curious if uh someone mm-hmm. intentionally wanted to make a bad production um they could make a lot of money <laughs> and, <laughs> and then of course max is like tell me more because mm-hmm. this is a fantastical idea so we have kind of the odd couple that emerges it's a it's a kind of a buddy film 
Buddy, uh, bu- buddy comedy? It, it gets there. It's yeah. there. They're not buddies from the get-go, but they're, yeah, they're forced into a situation where uh, Leo is dragged along through the machinations of Max Bialystok. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So what's the plan? What's the plan, RJ? These two, uh, well, so first of all, Max has to convince uh, Leo. Yeah. It's like, hey, maybe you should, maybe you, uh, don't need to be so honest. Maybe we can work on this together. Because uh, like, I think Leo's going to stay on being an accountant, but he's like working on the account. Because mm-hmm. you can do two things at once. Who cares? We, yeah, we, we, we don't need John Lovett's musical numbers. I mean, that might be the only thing we needed in this I mean, one. and I'm saying, I'm saying this is a, a Lovett's man. I, I agree. I agree. That might have been the only thing we needed. Yeah. But. No, they uh they wax over it pretty fast where it's like, hey, I'm here to check the books. And it goes, okay, that's mm-hmm. it. And yeah. then, I mean, later on, it's like, hey, maybe I should get back to work. He says, no, you're checking my stuff. No. You just stay. And he goes, oh, okay. And that's about it. There, we, there's a little bit more, yeah. but that's more or less it. We get some comedy with about uh, having a panic attack, being splashed with water. And it's like, that doesn't solve anything because now you're just wet and having a panic attack. And then you get slapped and now your face hurts, you're wet, and you're having a panic attack. Sure. Comedy. How did that play for you, Jared? It's fine. Or do you, would you prefer not to say until later on? I mean, I can just say that, like, I think the producers is okay. Mm-hmm. Like, it's oh, it's all right as a movie. It's mm-hmm. I've never been in love with it. I don't. This is not the funniest movie ever made. There's there are lists where this shows up in that way. Uh, I'm what, sure. What did Roger Ebert have to say about this movie, for instance? King of the Incels oh. coming in. <laughs> what? <laughs> he was, he was ma- happily married. Allegedly. Allegedly. No, no guy who re- well, reviews movies for a living is e- not. Ebert claimed this is one of the funniest movies ever made. I'm sure he did. He's an old man, so I'm sure he loved it. Or he was an old man. But you know what I mean. Would but I mean whether or not one considers this uh, an all-time banger in the laughs department. Uh, yes, it's. I guess it's more curious to think about this in terms of like how vulgar this movie seemed to audiences sure. of its time. And you compare it to <laughs> where vulgarity would go over the next 50 years in comedy. Sure. It's kind of like, yeah. Oh, producers are so charming. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, I think I know what you mean. I know what you, I was just, I was just curious about the wet anxiety slap scene because I'm not going to, I I'm, I'm similar. I think in, to where you are with this and I won't say much more but that that particular comedy bit was one that did not land for me Jared I mm. was not impressed with I'm wet I'm anxious my face hurts I went I want this to be over but it's Gene Wilder's cracking screechy voice I'm wet the sc- the like, you like that you mean no I did not like the scream I you, yes you you have you, you you don't like you don't like loud sounds I've noticed I don't. I, I I found it. I find it obnoxious, and I uh, I just don't like when people are screaming on screen for extended periods of time. I find it. Uh, what about when when that same man starts calling a a man fat, fatty, fat, 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 and they start, that's a little better. Remember when he gets or he's afraid he's going to get stomped on by the fat man? Uh, that all equal. That's all. Was, that's all part and parcel of the same thing. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. I I do not like 
loud screeching continuous noises which that scene was ex- an extended version of that so uh just just throwing that out there while we're on it i that's just my own that's my big baby i just don't like loud noises that's all <laughs> so so whatever so um eventually max convinces leo to join him join forces let's do this let's get rich together so uh they proceed to they have a scene where they're reading through a bunch of plays for you know days on end way at the mm-hmm. line that i've read this before i've we've read so many that i've started reading the same ones over again and it's like no no you this is what the whole process is you have to read you have to find the right thing and we'll never find the right thing and then max Battlestock starts laughing oh i found it i found it and what did he find rj a play called springtime for hitler a gay romp with adolf and eva at bergstergarten uh, at what garden? Bergsgaden? Gaden? Oh, okay. Bergsgaden. Okay. Sure. German. Yeah, he, he's a pigeon man. Or something. Well, he lives he, on a well roof. so first they, of course, find this love letter to Hitler, uh, written oh. by one Franz Liebken. Uh, so they go and pay, they, they have to now, like, now they've found their play. Now they have to acquire the rights to, mm-hmm. to do the stage production of it because it's going to flop. Because the whole idea is that you make a film, or make a film, you make a play, set it up to fail, and then you don't have to report any of the money that you're fleecing from the marks, mm-hmm. which which comes later. Um, mm-hmm. So, of course, they go hang out with the Pigeon Man, played by Kenneth Mars. Um, and, of course, this is like the whole idea that, oh, he was, uh, you know, he's a, he was a Nazi. He's hiding out in America. And uh, that's comical, yes. That, that is comedy. So keep in mind, so Mel yeah. Brooks is Jewish. And uh, Leo Bloom yeah. by Gene Wilder and Max Bialystok, uh, they are Jewish. Sure. And uh, there's you get kind of the, the payoff later when they're kind of like, they're going to wear their Nazi armbands and they throw them in the garbage and spit on them. Saying like this because in their minds, in their, from their perspective, it's like this is this is complete garbage. This play is going to be horrible we're gonna we're setting out to make the worst thing imaginable they're foolproofing mm-hmm. it because everything because back in like the old the old days rj 1968 sorry 67 when this came out um the idea of doing this is just like reprehensible because it's like what not, not 25 years removed uh and now people are doing it voluntarily now, now there's internet youtube channels that get taken down and their rights are violated <laughs> Because they're like, you know, sure. there's some really interesting points, but everyone else is the Nazis, but not me, the anti-Semite. <laughs> isn't isn't yeah. that just what it is? It's the same with our YouTube commenters. You are the ones that are wrong, they say. They say. They say to us. Um, yes. So they convince him. And it's, mm-hmm. it's awkward. This man is obviously uh, out of his mind. And uh, he's not he's not all there. He's not all there. But it's like the old classic story that's as old as time of the escaped Nazi criminal. Those jokes were in Simpsons. Well, uh, you ever seen Boys from Brazil? I have seen that film. Perhaps one yeah. of the, the greatest films. Perhaps. So it's uh, it, if it can be done right in some ways and uh, it can be done wrong in other ways. So it's a fine line, I think, is what we're saying here. So potentially, yeah. Uh, next step is they need to find a director 
who uh, uh, yeah. who will put on this play, and they find this man uh, who's famous for like making plays that just get shit canned uh, immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe cl- they close on the first day of rehearsal. Is uh, his reputation? Yep. Or is that yeah? Roger Debris, played by Christopher Hewlett. Mm-hmm. He is eccentric. He is yes. One. So he that yes. So now we get we had a little bit of that like 1967. Oh. These people are gay and they're flamboyantly gay. Isn't that crazy? That's a man wearing a dress. Well, I think it's a lot more um, like what you would expect in a 67 film as opposed to, say, a 2005 film. Yes, it would be very different. I think, yeah, it'd be very different, especially if there was a musical number added to the gayness and Mm -hmm. a song about, ain't it weird being gay? end quote uh to you know just give you a little tease uh what we're getting yes. to eventially yeah so there's the the because there's the house man uh that brings uh, him in and there's a scene i like that they, guy he's fun they, they have to do a, he's very cat-like with one of the with that like yeah. that, that that some interesting facial hair skin very skin sharp. tight like black leather outfit yeah, mm-hmm. yeah um, very sure. yes and yeah and then there's there's this is a couple, I, I guess. Uh, they, I mean, I they, think so. A, I don't yeah. know. I'm yeah. not sure if it's I like. I think they say assistant, whatever. Assistant, but like, yes. They're, they're well, very close to yes. each other. And of course, yeah, Roger, it's like he's getting ready for a, uh, a drag show, essentially, uh, in like that night. And they're talking about that. And they have to convince him. And because there, there's the one line that's pretty good. I think it's like uh, Roger asks Leo. It's like. Haven't, didn't I meet you on a summer cruise? And Bloom's like, I don't go on cruises because it's like, oh, he doesn't go on boats. But I don't know if that's the cruise that he's talking about, RJ. Are you talking about cruising? I'm talking about hips of lips. I have never heard something so shocking in my entire life, Jared. Mm-hmm. Ever. I feel like and that. I, I, and I talk to you weekly. Yeah. So that is shocking. Shocking. You're scandalized. Shocking. So they can, so they convince Roger to take on the show. He's like, well, oh, I've always been, I've, I love this subject material. I mean, he's a very, seems like a naive man who doesn't, I didn't mm-hmm. realize that the, um, the third Reich was in reference to Germany. I mean, yeah, I've heard so much, uh... I've heard so much about it. Oh, oh, that third Reich. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. Pe- yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, a person kind of living up, their own ass kind of thing in oblivion. Where just... were they living? <laughs> um, so they got him on board and they do some, mm-hmm. ca- they, they're going to do some casting. And uh, what, who are they casting for? They're, 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 they put out a call for who, who will play Hitler in the musical. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so th- this is again, like probably like one of the, probably one of the best visuals of the whole film. Uh, one of the one of one of a few that involve the gang of Hitlers. The gang of Hitlers. I don't know. There is something pretty, pretty just funny about a room full of people who are like, well, sporting Hitler mustaches, Hitler haircuts, and they're auditioning to play Hitler. That's what it would be like. It would go down just like that. How would you uh, approach but, but that audition? Big, big laughs. I don't think I'd be. I don't think I'd be there. That would take a. It would be absurd. I mean, the Bobby did go. Oh, Himmler. 
You'd be at the Himmler audition. You'd yeah. say, this is a little bit more fitting for my body type. My, my speed. Yes, right. I'm tall. You're no, tall, man. No, no, chin, yeah. no sunken chin. Yeah. We're not talking about matching ideals. We're just talking about straight appearance. Straight appearance, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think you're a Garing kind of guy over there. I don't know who that is, but I'll take it as a compliment. Yeah. Well, he, he was uh, played by Brian Cox, if that kind of helps fill in some gaps for you. Brian Cox. Canadian icon Brian Cox? <laughs> or, uh, is everyone a Canadian icon, RJ? Like yeah, Rutger I'm Hauer. Sure. <laughs> well, Rutger Hauer is Canadian. That's confirmed. Yeah. But I'm I'm pretty sure but Brian is, Cox. Was that confirmed by his biographer? It's confirmed by me. I see. And what else do you need? I mean, I know Brian Cox did play Canadian. Uh, so Brian Cox, Scottish actor, born in Dundee, Scotland, which is transplanted from canada so yeah oh i see okay yeah yeah kind so like... canadian icon brian cox okay so yep. um we go to casting we had a bunch of singing hitlers performing hitlers very uh-huh. very nice i like i like mm-hmm. that it's good um and of course it's, it's all going you know tits up shit show there's no there's no good actors coming along and then this man named lorenzo saint dubois appears that's LSD to you. He's kind of like, uh, there's something about this. Like, this guy plays him, Dick Sean. He has a real Robin Williamsness to him. He does. There is a, the two kind of actor, like, prototypes I saw a lot in this movie were Robin Williams and then also Steve Martin. I got a lot from this guy. Like, I, I think it's like the way he, like, moves his body. I was like, this guy reminds me of Steve Martin a little bit. Right. Maybe, maybe that was just me, though. But I, th- I feel like it's it le- leading to both of those two dudes. So, anyways. Yeah, yeah. Just, no, so, just something I noticed. Yeah, when he first walked in, I was kind of like, whoa, that guy looks like Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. And he's acting like Steve Martin. Yeah, what a mashup. So, LSD arrives. He's looking for a different show altogether, Bojangles, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, of course... If you're looking for the wrong man to play Hitler, you you hire the flower power hippie guy. Yes. With his crazy high boots. Mm-hmm. And he's got his own like Does it make sense? And he's got his own band, all these like three chicks that just show up. And um he sings his song. And what's the name of that song, RJ? Uh I don't remember. <laughs> oh my god. I'm tr- I'm blanking out on it too right now. Oh, see, you, you threw it to me because you're like, you tell me what it was. Well, I thought sometimes you remember these things. I, I do sometimes. Uh, I don't remember what this one was, though, unfortunately. Let's say but, um, the pants. The pants? <laughs> the pants. The pants? I, I, I genuinely don't know, but uh, it's an interesting song. I like that guy's uh, earring too. By the way, we we didn't talk about that oh, too much. Oh, yeah, absolutely. His one earring was pretty good. No, yeah. pretty, uh, pretty good. Love power. That's it. Is that what it is? I, I, Love I, power. I, I was like, I was like, I know it's not flower power. It's like it's something like that though. Love yeah. power. Love power. Talking good about stuff. like about giving a flower to the garbage man. Have you ever done I mean, that? I, I haven't, I, I, but I, I know I, you've had like altercations with people over yes. garbage cans, but I don't know if you ever had a conflict with the garbage man. 
No, I've never had an issue with the garbage man themselves. Like I would, I would gladly give them a flower because I think they're doing hard work and uh, they don't get as enough credit as they should. But um, I mean, I, the garbage is a touchy issue for me, man. The garbage man can. The garbage man can. So um, they go with LSD. He's gonna, mm-hmm. he's gonna be their Hitler. Uh, I guess it this point um is it when or there's like a whole montage where max is just like basically off camera between the panels banging old ladies for like yeah, five, five for, for five minutes and he's making all these arrangements yeah. he's constantly having to do stuff he's yelling in old ladies hearing aids which he's getting a lot of uh side eye from people who are like what the hell's up with this man He's just doing what he thinks is right. He's, he, he, uh, they sell off an alleged 25,000% of their shares to the play, to, mm-hmm. the, to the investors. It's a lot. So that's a few. And, uh, oh, how, how if we forget this? Uh, in the mean, while this is all going down, uh, Max hires a Swedish secretary. Oh, Ula. Ula. What does Ula do? Play by Lee she, Meredith. She does a motion with her body to a, a song, and uh, it's really just one motion. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much all. And um, she, she likes to dance. That's work. It's, it's a little bit suggestive. And she and she ba- and she likes to bang because she's Swedish. Yeah, she mentions something of the sort. Mm-hmm. And then everyone goes, oh, man, could you imagine? Yeah, everyone turns into Tex Avery wolves uh, with their tongues hanging out, eyes bulging out. They're like, wow. Mm-hmm. They say, where can I get me one of those? That's, that's a nice uh, erection sound effect, RJ. Mm-hmm. That yep, one? That's the one. <laughs> yeah, I know what I'm doing. Think about that for the rest of your lives, people. Uh, I mean, yeah, you could. Well, yes. So, interestingly with the movie, it completely skips over the rehearsals that you could have had, the setups, the builds, like the glimmers of the production. It just goes, fuck that. Mm -hmm. You're going to get the finished product. We're skipping right to opening Mm -hmm. night. There's not even like the thing in Broadway where you have to do like these like pre-show things. And like you do that forever and ever, and this is all about ah, we're gonna do an opening show raw, rough and raw, just the way Bellagio likes it, and um, it's gonna be a big bomb, right? It's gonna flop because people are gonna show up and they're like, ooh, springtime for Hitler. <laughs> Where do I buy my ticket? <laughs> and all it sounds it's, interesting. People load up. Uh, Max even like pays off or attempts to bribe uh, a critic from one of the papers. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course the idea is that, Oh, it's going to insult him. Now he's going to be really mad now. <laughs> Does it work? Um, well, what happens RJ is the, the production <laughs> goes off and uh, we get the springtime for Hitler musical opening, yes. bit, which is audacious. Uh, it's all about like, Hey, you want to see some of those, uh, some Nazis dancing around celebrating <laughs> 
Teutonicism and talking about the Deutschland and talking about how one great man came and saved us all and how wonderful he was. And Mm -hmm. we get some reaction shots from the crowd who are like, what the fuck is this? My word, this is offensive. And of course, offensive to who? Uh, to taste, just all taste. Oh, okay. So Max Keep... and Leo are like, "Ha we did it! It's gonna be a bomb!" And uh, they go out off to the local uh, bar to have some drinks in celebration. Mm. Of course, as soon as they leave, it proceeds to the next act where we are introduced to L- LSD Hitler, and he is a flower power Nazi. And of course, this completely undermines the whole like grandioseness and the presentation of what this was, you thought it was going to be because they miscalculated in attempting to make the worst production ever. They were like, wait a minute, maybe we should have just got a guy who was really bad at things. Mm-hmm. We should have played a straight Hitler and said this guy, it seems like it's an intentional choice to cast this guy. And people are like, this is hilarious. We thought it was going to be a love letter to Hitler, but in fact, it's just like making him look like the biggest fucking moron who's ever been brilliant. So if only Charles Chaplin hadn't done the exact same thing 30 years ago, but who cares? Satire. Skewering. Satire. Satire. Like satyrs, like the goat men or my favorite, my favorite playwright too. My favorite existentialist. Satyr. He's Gross. A, he's an old pan himself. Gross. Anyway, so it all goes, it backfires. They, they fucked up. Um, the playwright is pissed. Mm-hmm. Liebkin seeing this, because first he's like, I love it. I love the celebration of Nazis in America. His <laughs> ideas are will extend on, and people will know how great of a man he really was. But then this LSD <laughs> guy, he's he's everyone's laughing at the the, the Führer. It is it is unfortunate. So um, he tries to in, even interrupt the show and drop the curtain. Mm-hmm. He gets knocked mm-hmm. out despite wearing a helmet. <laughs> Uh, and he gets dragged yeah. off and everyone thinks this is part of the show this is amazing <laughs> uh, we get like a very like Simpsons like joke that I mean it's clearly Mel Brooks predates the Simpsons but the thing where like sure. they're at the bar and then everybody starts coming in talking about how it's dynamite it's such an amazing show and then I think it's like uh, Gene Walter's like well I mean they could be talking about some other show that just opened up yeah yeah oh I love springtime for Hitler it's gonna run for a death or t- for a dozen years and they're like wah, wah. <laughs> That is a Simpsons joke. It, that they is... also do the, uh, the the three monkeys thing at the bar. Yeah. The see no evil, you know. Mm-hmm. It's all there. And we get the line. Thought of, thought of everything. And we get Max saying, you know, I was so careful. I picked the wrong play, the wrong director, the wrong cast. Where did I go right? Oh, stinging. <laughs> that is stinging satire, Jared. Or, or an erection sound. <laughs> What? So, uh, of course, uh, at this point, Leo is resigned that we're going to jail. We're going to jail mm-hmm. now. It's all it's all gone horribly wrong. I'm like, why don't you just fire the lead actor? Like, just cut him and then hire get like, right right the ship. Just like go back mm-hmm. to the plan. Like, you just get rid of that dude unless there's some like ironclad contract. Doubtful. <laughs> um, and, like you could sabotage it. 
But instead, they're like, oh, no, this has gone horribly wrong. Oh, what are we going to do? We're going to go to jail. Let's go back to the office. And all the insanity starts stacking up. We have dancing Swedish sex pot lady who just keeps dancing. Uh, The crazy Nazi shows up to kill them. Uh, They're shooting. There's loud music playing. Um, And, of course, the the Nazi's also like, hey, can you come out and let me shoot you, please? It's It's very funny. RJ. says listen i'm trying to killing you and the easier you can make it for me is that would be the easier for everyone yeah. that kind of stuff yeah so they have to figure out a way out of this and they have we have an idea it's like well i can go kill some actors and max like yes here's some money go buy some bullets <laughs> yeah but well, Leo's not a fan of that. No, it's horrible don't do that so they're right they have a better idea they're gonna just blow up the theater that that'll yeah. that'll do it and of That'll course, teach them. That doesn't work either. They they no. they don't get out because it, it was the fast fuse, not the slow fuse. Wah, wah. So they go to, so they go to trial. Uh, a jury rules them incredibly guilty. Uh, I did actually kind of like that. Yes, yeah, that's, incredibly guilty. Yeah, that that is. Um, again, that would remind me of like the works of Adam Sandler. Oh, I, I believe some, like some Mel Brooks. Billy Madison. Yeah, Mel Brooks would inform some Sandler yeah. times. This is this is some classic textbook comedy stuff. I believe you maybe maybe the history. producers is where some of these beats come from. I don't know. I'm not a com- comedian historian. So um, anyway, so uh, Leo makes an impassioned speech talking about mm-hmm. like how horrible of a man that Max uh, is that he led him astray but you know what he's okay with that he's happy he's never been happier and all these ladies that like he hosed and took their money they're all like sad that he's going to jail he made everyone's life a little bit better where would we be without max bialstock hmm? where would we be and of course um nonetheless he they go to jail mm-hmm. and what do they do in jail they put on a. They're they're going to start all over again. Even though they said they'll never do anything like this ever again. Well, what do they do? They go to jail. They're going. They go right back to work, and they start a new play. And what's it called? Prisoners of Love. Hilarious. And so yeah, we have uh, Max. He's conducting the scene with his dancing inmates, and uh, they are selling stocks disproportionate to the number that are available and investing in this play. Um, and even the warden's going to buy into it because, wow, comedy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's it. The Pris- Prisoners of Love plays us off, and that's the end. No one learned anything because that's, that's comedy. There should be no lessons learned. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that part at least. So there's so a. So you're a, a big fan. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Um, there's a quote I'd like to mention here um, from Mel Brooks from like 2001. Mm-hmm. I, I was never crazy about Hitler. <laughs> if if you stand on a soapbox okay. and trade rhetoric with a dictator, you never win. That's what they do so well. They seduce people. But if you ridicule them, bring them down with laughter, they can't win. You show how crazy they are. Sure. Do you think that's true? Does that actually really, at the end of the day, work? Um, 
Can you think of anyone? I don't know. Like, I mean, can I you think, think of any like populist politicians that, no matter how much yeah. you made fun of them or you know, uh, you know, mocked them, it really it really dragged them down, didn't it? Like you on know? the internet, maybe you mocked know? them. Yeah, I'm just thinking of Alec Baldwin. <laughs> Every. Oh. Yeah, you see, it's like, did that do a thing? Did that mean anything? It's like it's more innocent times um, and wishful thinking sometimes. That oh, these are the the fatal blows. Well, like, I think you guys like the optimist going like satire will kill this one, and you go, it will mm. skew, skewer the beast, and skewering satire, and then you go, great and a great idea. Yeah, I'm with you 100. percent But so this here show, RJ, I guess it's about mm-hmm. the idea of the callousness of the business of show sure. business. That it's like, hey, what if someone's just making bad things unintentionally? They're making them intentionally. Yeah, and then, well, what does that remind you of? I don't know. This podcast. Yes. Yeah, that's the answer I was looking for. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, in a way. Um, in a, also, RJ, in a 2001 uh-huh. episode of 60 Minutes, Brooks stated that while serving in the army, he would be called Jew Boy and lightheartedly admitted that he made the producers to get even with anti-Semites, particularly Hitler. I mean, that's one way to get even with him. I think his dying was a better way. But, I, you know. I, I think you can bring down totalitarian governments faster by using ridicule than you can with invective. <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't know. I can make, make fun of laugh, you a lot. Make them laugh. I think it's, as you said, wishful thinking from an old man. Aww, says, I'll so show sweet. him this time. Remember, mm-hmm. remember those videos, I think, like, was it Max Brooks made about, like, protecting his, <laughs> Mel Brooks behind glass so he wouldn't die from COVID? Oh. Remember those, Wait, remember Max, those? is Max Brooks Mel Brooks' son? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, that, that probably sounds silly, but, like, I never actually pieced that together. No, really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't just yeah, assume but... people. Well, actually, I do assume people with the same last name are related. I usually go Max, that route. And, but, and, uh... and well, Mel Brooks is married to Anne Bancroft, and that's, that's his mom. Huh. And then he just went on and to write a zom- big zom- book. Zom- huh? Zombie uh, survival books. Yeah. I mean, I listened to the audio book of that. I thought it was okay. But, okay, anyways, I just, yeah, I didn't realize. So, Cool. You know about that two thousand year old man? Uh, I've heard. I've heard. Uh, why don't you be Carl Reiner and I'll be this one? <laughs> hey, you know what I love though? Probably my favorite thing growing up. Uh, that I don't know if it's informed me as an adult whatsoever, but Get Smart was like hmm. I was watching those in syndication on YTV as a kid, and I thought Maxwell Smart was awesome. That's some old man stuff. No, did you ever? Did you even know Get Smart? <laughs> I don't know. I know what it is. I have never seen it because that's oh, like man. Don Adams. I feel like that. I feel like people who are like sixty-eight are like, I loved that show as a kid. Oh, well, like seriously, like my dad did watch it, and uh, yeah, and then, but, but no, it was like kind of like the cycle thing because my dad watched Get Smart and Batman, like the '60s show, and then on syndication on YTV up here in Creepsville. 
both those played back to back. And hmm. I, I was I was super into both those shows as a kid because I was a little little grandpa kid, I guess. You were a little grandpa kid, and even worse, you're a little grandpa man. Little grandpa kid watching Get Smart, Batman, Twilight Zone, you know, mm-hmm. just Star Trek, just t- toss. bad stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. that explains a lot about me. <laughs> but yeah, you're a bad dude. But oh well. That's what his producers. 1967 or 1968. I keep seeing two things at once. I don't understand. It's both. Mm. Mm. So yeah, I mean, I think this is okay. I'm not gonna. Sure. I can't. I can't lie. This is, okay. That's fine. So, but it's good. It's fine. Um, yep. What did you think of the producers? So I haven't seen this film before. I know about the producers. Uh, mostly, what I know about it is the Curb Your Enthusiasm episode. Yeah, I should have mentioned that. Is the so it's actually yeah. the season. It's the entire season of season yeah. four. Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, and then you, where yeah, season uh, four. Larry David is going to play Max Bialystok, and then mm-hmm. it's an exploration of all the things. Because at this point in time, the producer's uh, Broadway show mm-hmm. was going strong, very well. It was very popular. Yes, of oh sure, Cats was really popular for a while too. Remember that? Remember Cats? Well, what, what are we talking about? The original run of it on Broadway? Or are we talking about? Cats, the movie that came out. Let's, like talk, let's a year just say ago. both. Was the, was it popular? The movie was it? I mean, for different reasons, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. for different reasons. <laughs> for different reasons, but uh, no, yeah. Okay, so I knew what producers was. I haven't seen the original one. I've seen parts of the remake before, like so. I was like, I was like, I know what that movie's about. I got it. I know what Mel Brooks is about. In my mind, as I kind of pointed out earlier, there's some real old man shit. In, uh, in, uh, just like growing up as a little kid, watch, like, when I was showing Monty Python stuff and Mel Brooks stuff, I was the little kid who was like, I don't want to watch this shit. I was like, I'd re- I want to watch The Simpsons. And then they'd make jokes about Mel Brooks and I'd be like, yeah. I'd be like, that's the kind oh. of stuff that's more my speed, which is just, I mean, that's how little kids think. But I was never, uh, the old man little kid who actually got a lot out of those things so anyways i do like mel brooks i like uh well what do you what, 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 what do you what frankenstein guy what do you think about steve allen another one of these individuals that's like do people only know who steve allen is because of the simpsons i i i do only know steve allen because of the simpsons that's 100 percent true 100 percent true but uh I don't know what I was going to say. Spaceballs, mm-hmm. I liked as a little kid, yeah. but I, I would not like that anymore. I know I wouldn't. No. Blazing Saddles, I watched, and I was like, like, it's, I, it's got a, It's got a couple of pretty great uh, lines in it. Lines, yeah. yeah where you're just like, geez, <laughs> like, uh, it's pretty good stuff. Sometimes, once in yeah. a while, but... Yeah, see, I haven't seen that movie in probably 20 years, so I, I should probably watch it. It's, the, a, pretty, it's, the, a, short, it's the, a short list, so let's take a look here. So we got so yeah. the producers is number one. A movie called The 12 Chairs that I have no fucking idea what it is. I've never seen Nobody it. I've never heard is. of it. Yeah, I don't, I'm sure someone will tell us all about it. Blazing Saddles, yes. Young oh, Frankenstein, yeah. yes. Silent Movie, I don't think anybody likes Silent Movie because no one talks about it. High Anxiety mm-hmm. is like his Hitchcock spoof. And I imagine that's kind mm-hmm. of where... I mean, that's what we started making. So Producers is like a real movie. And then, like, yeah. as far as it's a comedy, but it's a satire. And then he starts making these parody films, 
because there's high yeah, silent movie high anxiety. Yes. Young Frankenstein is a parody of you know obviously 1930s Universal films. History Dracula. History of the World Part One, Spaceballs, mm-hmm. part it's Star Wars. That's the joke, RJ. It's the joke, part oh, one. You're gonna look for a long time for part two. Uh, Life stinks. That's like I think a real movie. Uh, and then yeah, Robin Hood, Manitites, and Dead and Loving It. His final film. Can you believe it? it what a run! Is Void Kaufman on the cover of Life Stinks? Uh, that would because that's who it looks like. That, that would be Mel Brooks. I mean, I know it's Mel Brooks, but that looks a lot like Void Kaufman a to me. Filthy for... rich businessman bets a corporate rival that he can live on the streets of L.A. without the comforts of home or money, which proves to be tougher than he thought. Mm, sounds good. Oh, Jeffrey Tambor? Uh, Shit, yeah. Ooh. Michael Ensign. Billy Barty. Mm. I mean, those are names I don't totally recognize. Oh, so. you know, you know Billy Barty. Maybe, uh, but what I do know is that as a kid, Dracula Dead and Loving It was my favorite Mel Brooks movie. Oh god! As an adult, probably Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yeah, I saw. There I, are I, some I, I saw that in theater, jokes. RJ. I saw yeah. that. Yeah, I, I don't doubt it. There's some killer <laughs> jokes in there. Killer. Uh, one thing that Andrew always says to me is, uh, there's a joke in there where he's like, I keep a likeness of him in my boudoir and it's just a cutout of the man. It's <laughs> a good joke. It is a good joke. Good, good joke. Good joke. Uh, now you even uh, say it. I remember that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. See Robin Hood, men in tights. I, I'm going to say it right now, better than young Frankenstein. And I don't care what YouTube people have to say about that, but that's the truth. Uh, anyways. young Frankenstein is a gorgeous looking movie though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, I would probably have way more appreciation of it now, now that I have watched a lot of old horror, where when I had originally watched that, I knew what Frankenstein was, but again, I was too little watching all these movies. I didn't know what any of them meant. Like, Well, I mean... That's that's just my life. I mean, Young Frankenstein does have the the line of what hump, um, which is Mm. pretty awesome, (laughs) but... uh, And the musical at the end is pretty... I don't know. I've... uh, I have a soft spot for that bit, but I do. I think, yeah. I mean, of of these, like producers, is kind of not. It's not in the top third. It's not in the top two anyway for yeah. me. But. Okay. Well, here's here's my thing about the producers. So like that. That's what I knew about Mel Brooks, and I knew what the producers was. Uh, so then I, but I hadn't actually seen it. I threw it on. I I really like Zero Mostel. Like mm-hmm. this guy is. He fits in our camp of the creeps nation, mm-hmm. I suppose, of fat, sweaty, balding men. You're like, ooh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's our base. This. That's our base, yeah. Uh, and I do really like Gene Wilder. And I'm going to say something that is probably going to garner a lot of hate. I don't know if he actually fits well for this role. And the reason, it's just that opening, about 20 minutes, I didn't. I was, I don't know what it was. I was just like, I don't know if he's like the best thing for this. I think he fits later on in the movie, but like all that anxiety screaming stuff, like it's like I said, I don't like that in general, but I was like, I don't want to see Gene Wilder just screaming for like 10 minutes here. So it really threw me off and I was like, I don't know. I said, maybe I'm, maybe I'm off on this. And I, again, I know that people will get mad at me for that, but I got to tell it like it is. Um, I think there are some very good jokes in this. I actually thought the cardboard belt. Uh, oh yeah, was that, I, funny. I forgot about the cardboard belt. Of course. Yeah, 
I thought that was really funny, but then there's there's other things that like I can see the humor in it, but I didn't laugh. And that's probably one of the most pretentious things I've ever said. But like, you know, when Zero's like talking and then Gene Wilder starts to like talk and he's like, no, I'm just speaking in hypotheticals here. Mm -hmm. It's like something like that. I was kind of like, I see why people would think that's funny, but I'm choosing (laughs) not to laugh at that. Uh So (laughs) there there was a lot of jokes like that in here where it's like, I understand, but no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to. I'm not. I'm not going to. Uh, so there was a few things like that. Um, I do think the this is. I'm going to have a real Jarrett moment here, where I think you know, where the idea of Coke is better than Coke. I think the idea of this movie is really good, and I think at the time, I can see why it was popular and eventually gained a lot of traction and became like an influential thing. I get that. I get all of that. Uh, watching it now as a first time, I was like doesn't really have the uh, punch i'm sure that it did before but uh i can see why it was very popular so all the uh the hitler musical idea making a show to fail it's like i get it it's pretty cool mm-hmm. so i like i like what this movie is doing but at the same time it's like in my mind i'm like well it's not my uh be all and end all of movies for me which i i do know it is for some people uh, yeah, I mean, like it's so difficult. I mean, it's, it, I think it is really difficult to like imagine how uh, audacious this uh, idea is of like yeah, springtime for sure. Hitler. Because uh, pretty well, like South Park, I think so much of South Park, is, like in the, the musical stuff, is part of the producers like it's legacy and i'm sure there's probably like other smaller films that also did big, big offensive musical numbers but the producers is the one that everybody talks about but i'm pretty sure that this like would have paved the way for like the south park so like, i mean like we just like literally talked about it earlier the south park the musical uh or south park the movie which like i think is amazing uh, to, to me that's like one of the one of the funniest things i've seen uh it's been a while sure. maybe, maybe i'll think differently of it but or i'll be like yeah this is this is fantastic. Even though it also has like I would say oh, just they're gay jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a little bit of that. Yeah. One thing I will say is like, uh, so I think you and me are on like similar boats for musicals. I'm not a huge musical fan. Yeah. That doesn't. I don't dislike musicals. I have there are musicals I've watched that I actually like quite a bit. <laughs> you're, you're, oh, you're a big uh, uh, like, Doctor Horrible fan, right? Uh, nope. <laughs> I am not. Oh, uh, I'm yeah. a big Sister Act fan, my yeah, friend. That's not. A, that's, uh, that's that's not. A yeah, musical. I know that's cheating. That's cheating. that's cheating. But there there are a few musicals I liked when I was 12 years old, and I saw Chicago in theaters. I thought it was amazing, and I know you're a big Chicago guy. Well, all all you know what I'm going to say is, uh, you know, Chicago not not as bad as another movie we're going to be talking about here. Yes. And that's why I'm kind of building this up now. I actually appreciated that this movie, it wasn't a full-on musical. It just had musical elements to it, and it was about a musical. I was like, I like that. The few times that there were songs in this thing, I thought it was deserved. And it's like, yeah, you guys are in this. And so I, I just want to say, like, I don't, I don't actually dislike musicals, but there are some musicals I dislike quite a bit. So, But, yeah, my, my thing on producers, I think we're in the same boat. Some of the stuff works... Some of the stuff I thought was really funny. There was a bunch of it that I was like, meh, meh. But uh, I don't know. I can I can see why it appeals to people. Again, I know that's super lame of me to say, but uh, 
I, I get it. It just not doesn't have that for me. Right. So anyways. 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 What you else? Have any lingering thoughts? <laughs> not at the moment. Not at the moment. But I do know that I feel like my appreciation of the producers only increased, though, upon yeah, watching 100%. the 2005 producers uh, film, which is a adaptation of the Broadway musical that was like a huge which success, is, which is based on the movie. Yes. Yeah. 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 I, I Before yeah. you even get into it, yeah, my appreciation for the producers was increased by about a thousand percent after watching this. <laughs> because it, you realize like all these things that you take for granted watching Grandpa Cinema and you realize, yep. oh, timing <laughs> like like timing. Com- comedic timing you're just like huh like it's just invisible when you're watching it done well and then you mm-hmm. watch this and it is inert and yeah so so this producers from 2005 it's directed by uh susan stroham who was she the broadway director Stro- stroman like braun stroman like uh braun stroman yeah. i i don't know if she was involved, because she's Let only directed like she must be. She worked on like a some Met Opera thing and some other dancey looking image that pops up. Like this is it though. Like so she, yeah. So maybe she maybe she was involved in the Broadway thing and or something. Let's get an answer. She is American an American theater, theater director, so she probably is the the mastermind. And so sure. you know what? If you want to be, how do you say this? If you want to be generous with uh this so she if she's not a filmmaker and she's making a film Mm -hmm. she's like making that leap from theater and she's no julie taymor (laughs) i don't think no um or vice versa yeah i mean she does a decent enough job jumping across from theater to movie though yeah in terms of like or movie to theater Or theater to movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, think, I don't think the filming is the problem. It's the content. It's both. I think there is definitely a problem, though. A little with bit of both. The, yeah. I think, I think there's definitely some stuff where, like, when you're doing this, like, every night or however many times this fucking musical would have happened, um, you just sort of like, oh, that's great. That's great. And we're working with, like, professional actors who are in movies who have gone to mm-hmm. the, the stage and this is like done a, ba- a massive business for like Matthew Broderick who like in 2005, what the fuck is Matthew Broderick doing? He's living off that Ferris Bueller money. And, uh, and now he's like, now he's in this fucking producer's show, which is like, mm-hmm. uh, a big, big success. I remember seeing ads for sure, this. I, I remember seeing. Well, I remember seeing ads. I remember hearing about how big this show was, like on TV. Like there was ads for this. I feel like, like I, even you know, in Creepsville here, hearing about what's happening in New York City on Broadway, they they promoted the fuck out of this crap. They toured it. They toured this show. Grossed grossed millions, mm-hmm. hundreds of millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. And f- mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and what what do we got here? We got a movie. We got a, a picture movie with uh-huh. Uma Thurman, Will Ferrell, starring Nathan Lane, and one Matthew Broderick, one of our creeps canon in terms of our pa- ro- patron ro- saints, ro- rogues, rogues gallery. Um. Yeah, and like I so. Before we even get into it, I know people will be like, "Oh, well, you don't like this because Matthew Broderick is in it." No, no, 
That's not why I don't like this. I, I don't, it's part of why I don't like well, this. Because because he's for sure because he's not he's he's bad. He's bad. He sucks. He's, he is he's so bad. He's t- so, I oh. couldn't believe it. I I yeah the entire like, like it's so long. Okay, so anyway, so this opens up with a, a two musical. Two hours and fourteen minutes. Is it that long? Yeah. It's two hours and 14 minutes. The version I watched was. Wow. You know, I didn't even look at the time, and I'm glad. I did seem long, but I kind of had this on while I was uh, tending to some miniature painting. And so. Uh, of course. Because I was. So I was hearing it, though. And I was watching it at the beginning. And then I was mm-hmm. just. I'm done. I am done with you, assholes. I tapped at 30 minutes. Yo, you, you, oh, you didn't even finish it. <laughs> My... Oh, no, no, I finished it. Oh, but your attention tapped. I see. Say, yeah, fair. Yeah, fair. That's what I, what I uh, Yeah, I mean, I, so what is? what are some of the differences, broad strokes? Because I don't want to linger on this movie. It, it fucking sucks. I hate this. This is shit beyond. Right, I'll beyond. Get it for you. It's everything I hate. It's everything I hate about contemporary movies. Uh, there's just scenes where there's like, yep. where's the music? Where's the pacing? Why are the characters just talking and standing around? It's not a stage play. This is like, it's it's movies. It's supposed to be kinetic. Mm-hmm. Have some movement. There's there's nothing. There's just like they're talking and riffing. It's good enough. They're so charismatic. It's like no, I I hate these dudes. Like Nathan Lane mm-hmm. is a fucking ham, and Matthew Broderick <clears throat> is like he's just. Ugh, I don't even know what you would call him. Uh, like, well, there's a there is definitely a. <laughs> Like, he's not like I mean. There's a designation you I, can call him. I, I hate his like approach to material. It's like I'm yes. just good. It's just good enough, right? That's his kind of thing. Um, I think he's okay in election. I don't remember like disliking him this much. Like you know, I I I find Ferris Bueller okay, but this mm-hmm. this is just awful. Like you're like these guys don't even seem like they're they seem comfortable doing what they're supposed to be doing, and you can feel like they're really mining the original material and doing what do what gene did do what gene did that's what it felt like at mm-hmm. times um i think nathan lane is a much better zero morstel uh mustel uh, than broderick is a gene wilder but and but neither yes. of them are successful at all um mm-hmm. but the, and they decide they make these like 2005-esque decisions about hey we have to give more background Let's like tighten it up. Flower power ain't going to fly anymore, even though this is still like a period piece. Uh, yeah, it is. But then they so they decide to go know, the, down. The things they change are very strange. The things they change are very strange. Uh, yeah, yeah. They, they have to have explanations for everything, and so they tighten it up. We're like, well, instead of like the what well, we're actually going to have. The you know Will Ferrell the Nazi uh be like show up and play the main character which actually is like that's a pretty good idea in some ways <laughs> like it's not it's, it's it makes sense this guy would be so impassioned and you just get Will Ferrell being a big old goof that's his <laughs> that's his job is being a goof and then he breaks his leg and then he gets replaced <laughs> by the director so now we get instead of flower power or extremely committed to the role. German guy playing Hitler with utter sincerity. We have uh, the the gay director and choreographer play gay Hitler, and mm-hmm. just camp it up hard, and people love it in the way because people. I mean, part of it is like does Mel Brooks also think people are dumb when they watch film? Or, I don't think or so. Productions like this because like I hate I. 
I don't I, think so. I, I, there, I think there's like an element to me for me. Like I've, when I've watched live theater, I I'm so uncomfortable. Sure. I, f- I feel bad for the actors. I, I mm-hmm. it, it just it just feels all sad, and then people are laughing and stuff like that, and finding things that I'm like, that's not funny. What's wrong with people? And I'm like, I don't think that's his goal, but. I I'm kind of like isn't everything like everything feels like springtime for Hitler to me when I'm watching it like if I was sitting in a theater watching a musical oh mm-hmm. I would be just like clutching the arms of my chair and like and then looking at the exit sign because I'd be like I I can't do this I can't do this I can't watch talentless people perform I can't do it. I saw a musical version of Carrie at uh, the Creepsville University once. Yeah, and it was fine. <laughs> I I didn't. It was better than the 2005 The Producers. Oof. So no, I I I do know what you mean. Yeah. But I so here here's my uh, short take on this thing. Yep. So uh, I did have uh, Big Sugarhead message me, and he's like, he's like, I like your review for the producers. He's like, but is that movie actually that bad? And I said, yeah. I was like, it is a fucking pile of shit, this thing. Uh, and I was like, this is what I think about this. It's like, I, I understand that they were the Broadway musical actors, and they were what worked there. They were trying to, like, emulate here. It doesn't work. as Because the same thing that you said is what I said to Sugarhead. I was like, the timing doesn't work at all like nothing lines up nothing hits the way it's supposed to they're very clearly acting it the same way they would in broadway and it's just like it doesn't these things don't match up you know and then the same thing with you where it's uh that you said where uh matthew broderick is trying to be gene wilder and it's just like you're not you can't hit that same thing that he's doing even though i didn't like particularly like gene yeah wilder well because like if you want to do a producers com- if you want to do a compare and contrast but if you do if- a side by side holy oh, fuck yeah and you're like oh yeah you really appreciate low-key gene wilder yes and him being yeah. um i'm hysterical i'm what you compare mm-hmm. that to matthew broderick when matthew broderick's like blanket freak out oh, oh it's so bad it's yeah. just, it's just like what the fuck like, and they have yeah. to he has to do more explaining and they have to lay it out for audiences and you're like, I mm-hmm. see. And Why is that's that? That's another issue. And they have to give uh, like all the motivations are have to be like laid out for everyone. And then they decide, you know what? We need Uli to have more agency. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> that, yeah. A, I mean, but it's because it's it's twenty, it's two thousand five. We got we can't just have her be like eye candy and like she's just there to be oogled and pawed at. It's like no, she's like also there and like she likes to have sex. And like, and she's not just like a, a bimbo, and it's like I get that, but it's like Mel Brooks is pretty consistent in like having his bimbos in like blazing saddles, etc. Like they're well, they're they, there for 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 the joke, but it's like that joke doesn't play maybe in two thousand five, so they had to update it. But you're just like I see, but you also have Uma Thurman, and uh, it's like she has ability, she's got talent, um, but she's also going to be interested in Matthew Broderick. Instead of like yeah. just like Max, which I guess is like, well, yeah, Nathan Lane as a as a gay man, I don't know. I guess he could uh, he, he he could fake it, uh, play it through. So they were like, nah, we're not going to, we won't do that. Let's have Matthew Broderick, the the ladies' man that he is. Well, so they do that, but at the same time, they also have a, a ten minute sequence of literally. It's like, isn't it gay to be weird? Or isn't it weird to be gay? And it's like Fuck. just a, a, 
it's a big big musical thing it's just like hey guys it, being it, gay is crazy it, but it, it, and then instead of like they and then they're like oh hey remember the the gay stereotypes you could accuse the film of having in 1967 we're going to do a musical number about gay stereotypes because we're going to own it we're going to say see we are mm-hmm. we're aware of those cliches and we're going to lean into them and so you can be like ah and you're like okay i mean, I mean it's all these like i i understand the problem solving, I guess, of updating the ideas for it for a contemporary audience. I, I think they're actually like fairly smart, but man, watching this in a, as a movie, like watching a movie of this, it sucks. Mm-hmm. It's, oh, I, yeah. They, they clearly like, I think the, whatever, the place seems like, it's like, oh yeah, I understand why they, they do that. They, they tie up this weird loose end. They like, they have these ideas like, well, if she has this agency, then she would suggest that the, her and, uh, Leo Bloom leave and they leave uh, uh, Bialystok Bialystok kind of like in the he's like I got I got screwed and then you can have like an arc of like oh he comes back it's a crowd thing it's like instead of just like oh we try to blow up the place it didn't work Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah so there it's a lot of that right where they're the police show up because of the guns being fired and then they get arrested instead it's like oh we mm-hmm. were gonna blow it up and it didn't work out uh the mel brooks version is just zanier right because he's like mm-hmm. i don't care if it makes sense and mm-hmm. this one's like what we're gonna make it so it's like really soundproofed and so there's no questions lingering and i'm like i yeah i don't know it's so of course they do of course they figure out all these things because it make it more palatable and then you make yeah. 215 million and touring sales and i get it because it's a business and you're like oh it's 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 it doesn't feel like a satire anymore it feels so calculated yeah and i mean that's pretty much what i was thinking about it too and um like i don't know that we've even we've given this even more attention than it deserves because it it just it sucks it does everything about this thing sucks and um yeah matthew broderick is horrible this like genuinely horrible <laughs> i don't know how else to put it. i'm with you too like i think ferris bueller's fine i thought he was fine in election like he's fine he may he may have done some questionable stuff but uh yeah he absolutely sucks in this like i was amazed i was yeah. like holy shit i can't believe that this guy is an actor who's getting paid more money than i'll ever see in my life and this Hell this yeah. is what he's doing but shocking he's worth so, every, yeah. worth every penny yeah, just absolute shit is what I think. <laughs> Anyways, this yeah, it sucks. Uh, it's yeah, horrible. Not a not a fan. Mm-mm. Not a fan. Mm-mm. Well, um we got that out of the way. Hooray, happy two hundred fiftieth episode. So who hates Mel Brooks the producers though? I don't know. Okay. People. Well, some people yeah, people. Maybe some AI. Maybe some mm. troll farm employees. Sure. Yeah. So we got do do Rapkins Jenkins do Dora. I think it's Dudo Dudo Rap Jenkins. Sure, that's something. Half a star. Holy Christ! Is that opening credit scene a mess? I mean, not really. But person doesn't have a ton of reviews. But they do have four favorite films, including Eyes Wide Shut, Zodiac, The Sting from uh, 1973, yeah. and then Clerks. Which which The Sting do you think I might have mistaken it for? Uh, the Sting, The Wrestler. 
Oh, but or, or like the horror movie The Sting about like killer bees that doesn't exist. I mean, it could have been. I, yeah. I just assume there's another movie called The Sting. Oh, I think there's only The, the, the Sting. I don't know. I feel like that's questionable. Sting. Uh, okay, anyways. Sting. Let's see how many pop up here, Jarrett. Oh, uh, yeah, there's more than one. Oh. There's a 1992 movie called The Sting directed by Man Wong. Uh, Man Wong Wong. Okay, see, I thought it was that one. Yeah, see, and uh, there's The Sting 2 yeah, I'm, oh, from there 1983 is... from I... Jeremy Kagan. Yep. Uh, there's the stingiest man in town from uh, Jules Bass. So there's all sorts of stings. Yeah. Well, how about what does now Phil think of this film at half a star? I love Wilder, but the lack of sets and lack of laughs keeps this one bottled up. I mean, I don't really think lack, there's a lack of lack sets. of sets. <laughs> okay. Well, now Phil has a disclaimer in their bio. I tend to give lower scores to give more variance to the movies I really enjoy. Lots of movies are just okay to me, few I hate, and then a handful I adore. And then they have a rating scheme here, which is uh, neither here nor there. Yeah. Uh, favorite films are Apocalypse Now, 2001 A Space Odyssey, A Clockwork Orange, Pulp Fiction. So, wow, you know. well, I'm glad that he allots for the variance in his scoring. Well, they gave Ghostbusters, High Noon, and American Psycho a half a star, but then also Paul Blart Mall Cop a half a star. So apparently those four movies are all on the same page. Yeah, both there. Yeah. Huh. Weird. <laughs> How about huh. Garbo? Garbo? Garbo is coming? Wow. Uh, half, a, half a star. My God, how I've tried to enjoy a Mel Brooks, Mel Brooks film. I knew he's meant to be a comedic legend in film, but I just don't find his jokes funny. They're crass, obvious, and cliche with not an ounce of wit. I just don't find it funny, and as a result, this film was a chore to sit through. Oh, well, I gave it a go. At least I can tick it off my list and never watch it again. What What insight? I mean, I guess. What, what insight? Yeah. What else do... The only other, like, weird ratings here. I don't know. Uh, favorite films are Now Voyage, Now Voyager from 1942. Mm-hmm. I thought it was Now Voyage. Uh, 12 Angry Men, Clueless, and The First Wives Club. So, not bad. Not too bad. They watch a lot of shorts. You want to? Sure, lots of shorts. You want to hear of uh, some five-star reviews for 2005, the producers? Holy shit. Whoever's doing that, not good. <laughs> Fuck me. Uh, I, it's going to be worth it. Yeah. Uh, from Zach, five stars, a literal laugh riot. Absolutely hysterical. One of the great remakes of all time. One of the great comedies of all time. Uh, hey, guess what Zach's favorite movies are, too? 2001 Space Odyssey. Check. Pulp Fiction. Check. American Beauty. Check. And then oh. No Country for Old Men. Oh, American Beauty. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's strange. Yeah, I liked that movie when I was a young man. I don't know about that now. Hey, how about from Jen? Wait, wait, wait. wait. No. Bio from Zach. Film crackhead. I try really hard to avoid bad movies. It hurts me. I wish you only knew. But it happens sometimes. Of hey. course. Well, Jen, five stars. Matthew Broderick, Dilf. 
Nobody's ever said that. Well, Jen has. And she rewatched well, it. So it, it remains. That's a. Is that a. RJ, is Matthew Broderick a dad you'd like to fuck? Uh, he's not a man I'd like to do anything for other than have stay off the consequences roads. to their actions. Stay off, the, stay off the roads. That's all I got to say, folks. Consequence culture. Got to get, um, get out there. Um, what do we got here? Yeah. Um, people saying gay rights, five stars. <laughs> or uh, how about how about from Tissue Box? Funny and clever, five stars. It's, uh, it's not either of those I things. love this so fucking much. My favorite musical comedy. Okay, I'm noticing something weird. Leo, that last person, that was the only movie they have logged on Letterboxd. Leo Bloom most for sure gets pegged. I mean, doesn't seem necessary to say that, but okay. Uh, Let's see what uh, oh, of course, Mac... There is the one line that, uh, of course, is in both films, obviously, but... The, uh, the the delivery of uh, don't be stupid and be a smarty. Come and join the Nazi party. That I is mean, yeah. that's it's pretty funny. <laughs> hey, that person who talked about pegging said, "I like to think I'm a harsh, cutthroat movie reviewer." Mm. But then, and then they say some other stuff, but that doesn't it doesn't matter. It it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. So, anyways, I don't want to watch movies again for another well, I know, couple months. I know. Well, a half-star review for 2005 was, man, I trusted Nathan Lane and watched this movie. I should not have. I mean, I actually, I don't mind Nathan Lane, so I'm kind of with this guy. I don't trust him, but I, I didn't mind him. This I guy should... also has 2001 Space Odyssey in their favorite films as well. I just his, his voice just makes me think of shitty animated Shrill. movies. I I, uh, I, don't know. I it's guess like shit like Lion King. Ugh. Oh, I like him as a Kuta Matata. Yeah, I don't I don't mind Nathan Wayne, Ugh. but uh, Ugh. yeah, he's. I mean, he's oh, he's trying his best in this. Thing. Yeah, he's trying. But can't, whatever, can't, can't do it. Just can't do it. Uh, a lot of people say I made it about ten minutes in. I couldn't manage it. It was that horrific. Not good. I agree. Not good. Didn't finish, but the directing gave me an ulcer. Also, as a Jew, I've never been offended by a goyish actor playing Jewish before, but this time, a little bit. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess it is Matthew Broderick playing Leo Bloom, but whatever. Because he's not even, he's just playing it so, so blandly. I mean, that's just him, man. Yeah. That's just who he is. Like I don't, I haven't really seen him do anything other than that. That's just Matthew Broderick. Big man. That's what I'm saying, man. Big. That's what I've been saying. All yeah. right, all right. Enough of this. We've prattled mm-hmm. on about this, producers. Uh, yeah, it's 1967. It's okay. It's not bad. Not a bad movie. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Ch- check it out or not. It's, it's yeah, on, it's it doesn't on matter to us. It's blood, blood on your hands. Sure, we don't give a freak. Like, like, like some actors. Um, after the break, we're going to jail. But you know what? I think I think we might even have still access to Criterion Channel. It'll be it'll be good. Once the once the government finds out all the Patreon money is just going to fund my my trips to the Caymans, where I'm funneling 
Which Caymans? Bill Cayman. He's back? He's back. Like show business, like no business I know. Everything about it is appealing. Everything that traffic will allow. Nowhere could you get that happy feeling when you are stealing that extra bow. There's no people like show people. They smile when they are long. Yesterday they told you you would not go Next day on your dressing room, they hung a star. Let's go on with the show. The costumes, the scenery, the makeup. RJ, in your uh, pile of unproduced screenplays that you're writing, uh, what's the one that would uh, definitely cause you to lose the most amount of money, but also gain the most amount of money if you produce it up? The Jared Duncan story. Why is that? People aren't ready. People they aren't don't want ready. to know what happens ahead of between its, ahead of its time. It's, it's people don't know. They don't want to know. They think they do. They don't. You can email us at criterioncreeps at gmail.com and tell us I don't know why all theater is horrible. Sure. It's probably like conductors, right? We've got a Facebook Useless. page. We're on Instagram. We're on Letterboxd. I'm Jared Duncan. He's Barnloaf. We're on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play. We got Tumblr. Patreon, YouTube. We're on Broadway. RedTube. We're on uh, ConductorTube. Next week, RJ. Well, there's no uh, next week. This is the last episode. Yep. So, so see you fuck, never. Fuck it. I mean, if... If there were to be another episode, though, it would have been Spy 294, uh, a film called The Browning Version from 1951, d- directed by Anthony Asquith. Remember him? This is perhaps the most British-sounding thing I've ever heard of in my life, and I'm very sad that uh, we won't be watching it next week because this is the last episode ever. It's fine. It's a, I am fine damn. with that. I'm sorry, folks. Uh, you're going to have to watch The Browning Version unaccompanied by RJ and I. You're on your you're, you're on your own. Good People riddance. can handle their own brown. Without us. Can't top that. Good night. Brown. Tell me me